Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hey Show Podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Ethan, and joining me, as always, are my good friends, Hunter and Kyle. Hey, guys, how you doing? I'm doing just swell. You've got over it. You've got over this little burst of fame that we've had this week because for some reason (laughs) the episode (laughs) went stupidly out of our audience range. That was crazy, wasn't it? You'd think that That we cornered the market or something. (laughs) It was weird, man. It was weird. People showed up. Some people weren't happy. Uh, That was a fun one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Some people also didn't really watch the video. Some people just commented on the first five seconds. It was quite funny. But um, regardless, thank you for the support on it. For those of you Mm. who did watch it and did enjoy it and did stay because there was more than you than usual and if you stuck around awesome welcome on in uh because trust me we won't be getting views like that for a while because we're back into the graveyard shift <laughs> yeah next time we get views like that we'll be the xenoblade 3 spoiler cast oh we can decided before this we've got like a month before splatoon comes out yeah and then we're just going to become the splatoon podcast where we're like oh guys those julies sure are popping am i right <laughs> random yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a while but no thank you for everybody for watching it and thank you everybody for being so good uh th- those of you who were good and definitely not <laughs> posting spoilers as well we appreciate it a lot of you yeah were very good with not posting spoilers and stuff like that because trust me even though kyle has already finished the game because he's a sweaty little nerd and bum rushed that main ending didn't you you were like i want to speed run, run, run my depression ethan speed run his depression what can go. i say Whereas uh, me and Hunter are on the approach of, well, Hunter's on the approach of take his time because he's playing at like two hours a time. And I'm yeah. <laughs> with the approach of spending 21 hours at the start of chapter four and not making any progress. So we'll get there one day. Expect a spoiler cast soon. Uh, but no, thank you for the support. We appreciate it. Thank you, audio listeners, for also uh, sticking it out and enjoying it. We appreciate all of you very much. Uh, this week on the show, we are doing best gaming sequels correct yes you i did my right. research ding did ding my... <laughs> it's basically a three by three episode kind of sort of i feel like i don't know i don't know about you guys this we'll one... see how it turns out hey, we've got the squares we've got everything yeah. we're gonna go and turn order and stuff like that but i feel like it's less of like these aren't i didn't necessarily go like these aren't even if it, even if there is a, even if it is a sequel or whatever, this might not technically be my like in my favorite games of all time and stuff like that. These are just these are just sequels that I'm like these are miles better than the original. Like these are those I personally went for number twos that truly defined the franchise or truly took yeah. it to the next level. I don't know what Cal did. Uh, Cal's probably like Final Fantasy VIII. Let's do it, everybody. But you know. I mean, we'll get to it we'll get to it exactly we'll see how it goes but uh it's gonna be a fun one we're gonna see like i say what our opinions are and as always when it comes to bullshit three by threes we've got to do a random picking selection that's never truly random because someone's always going to complain about it and that's someone's kyle when he always gets picked first so ethan just put my name in the bucket five extra times yeah, now you can see that this is a clear lunchbox that is nowhere near as clean as it probably should be because it's been sitting in my bag <laughs> for like two weeks because I had COVID, so I've not been to work. I've been working from home. So, you know, it's just been big chilling here. There is only three pieces of paper. You can see three pieces of paper in there. There is no rigging. There is no multiple Kyles. You know, All three of them are Kyle. 
if Sam wanted to hang out like we talked about before the uh, show, it would have been funny to have him do it and have him like his yeah. one little piece of what like like uh, deal cameo. or no deal in the US where yeah. it's like we've got we got the girl with the briefcase like open it yeah. up. <laughs> that just that always makes me laugh because in the UK, deal or no deal is literally hosted by like well it was hosted by this guy called Noel Edmonds who was like fit he's been like fifty years old for at least seventy years. And you know, and uh, literally, it's just red boxes. It's just red boxes, and the way it works is there's 25 contestants, and one of them gets randomly picked to then be the part of the show, and, and they bring their box over, and everybody else continues playing until they're selected. So we have no, you know, quote unquote, you know, briefcase girls. We just have fucking randos, and it's like so. Whenever I see Deal or No Deal in the US, I'm like, of course they have briefcase women and everything like that. Of course, I mean. Deal or no deal is a weird concept for a game show, anyways. It is. I also like, realized like, that I clicked this. briefcases for an hour? It is. It's a weird show. It's How a weird much show. money can you get? Very Honestly, hard. I'd probably take one of the first uh, offers that the person gives, just because they, I could live on... I could live on the banker, lowest... Like, where it's yeah. like someone behind the scenes that you don't know, and they're like... The, the, the host yeah. has like banter back and forth with them, and they're like, Oh, that's a bit low, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do that. I could live on like, I could, I could stretch like the lowest amount that they're tossing out. I've seen tossed out on that show for a while. What's the lowest amount in the US? Because ours is one. I pin. can't remember. It's ours like, is literally okay. one pence. So it's in, like the in... lowest is one P, the highest is uh, 250,000, I think, if I remember correctly. I think that's kind of what it is in the as far as the contents of mm-hmm. like the briefcases. Yeah, I think there is one dollar, but the banker is never just offering one dollar. Oh no, that's not one. Yeah, not, not one dollar. Would... We go down to one p. That's like one cent. Oh, like we, the lowest is one cent. We have like one p, twenty p, then one pound. It's like oh man, it's it's a tragedy. Why are we talking about the already? Anyway. <laughs> Well, no sexy briefcase girl today. Podcast. You just got me in a hoodie because I washed my hair and it's floofy <laughs> as fuck. So that's what we're getting. So we're going to shake it. I'm going to shake it on the camera and then I will look away and pick them on camera so you guys can say that it's totally random. And by random, I mean as random as we can make it. So no bitching. So, you know, we're just going to shake it. Ooh, ASMR. There you go, when audio listeners. turns away, he's going to accidentally hit his microphone. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to stop shaking it. We're going we're gonna to lift the seal. Okay. I'm looking oh at Xenoblade Chronicles and Wii Sports for the Nintendo Wii. Good and I'm going to pick this one up. This is the one. This is the one. This is the one. Okay. Get your timestamps ready, it's, Hunter. It's Jack's turn. Okay. It's Jack's turn. It is. It is. No fucking way. <laughs> you can't see it. Hang on. Can you? Hang on. Can I angle it? It says Kyle. <laughs> of course it does, dude. <laughs> Why would it not? Is it backwards? It's not, is it? I don't know. I can't tell. Anyway. Oh, it's because I'm, I'm holding it upside down. I'm a fucking idiot. Kyle, it's you. <laughs> Me, it's upside down, guys. What's up with that? Have you tried to actually turn it What's the correct way? What's up with that? You crazy. With that? You, you crazy, bro. You crazy. So, yeah, Kyle's up first. <laughs> It's it's a classic. Have you missed the three by threes, guys? I have it because they're a train wreck. Okay, you ready? You ready, Hunter? Have you got the Discord open? I've got it open. (laughs) Yeah, I got it. These three by threes are a very casual experience. Yeah, yeah. It's not for editing because I have to remember to edit the three by threes in. But you know, oh well, I'll live. Okay, I'll let you count down, Kyle. Go for it. Oh boy, three, two, one. 
reveal. Okay, interesting. Okay. Okay, so for those of you who are audio listeners, I'll give you a quick uh, read-through. You've got Sly 3, Team Fortress 2, Zelda Spirit Tracks, Kingdom Hearts 2, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Mario Kart DS, uh, Super Metroid, Super Smash Bros. Melee, and Pokemon Silver Stroke Gold, whichever version that you probably have played. Pokemon and what I can Gen instantly 2. tell, yeah, what I can instantly tell is Kyle's gone for best in the series here from the looks of it, or his favorite in the series, which is interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting take. Maybe it's good that you're going first then, because then me and Hunter can argue against our bullshit methods later. And you're not, <laughs> in, the mid- you're not in the crossfire. So, so anyways, yeah. um, quick preface, I didn't go for anything like Final Fantasies because I don't see those as sequels on each other. They're more of just like next game in a franchise you know? yeah you're telling you know, me like six to seven to eight those aren't sequels they're not connected they're not connected at all but like you're telling me you 10 didn't like and 10 2, too. <laughs> dude i will play the 13 trilogy if it ever comes to playstation premium if it ever that's like good luck it's, with that isn't oh no it's on game pass i know it's on game pass so I could. Well, I don't have an Xbox, Ethan. <laughs> well, I played what I believe is two thirds of the f- f- thirteen, and See, then the I played like, is, like an hour I've... and a half of thirteen two, and it was boring. So I stopped. I've heard thirteen two is actually really good. That's what people try, claim, but yeah, but you know, whatever. <laughs> there are other Final Fantasy games that people claim are good too that I haven't <laughs> played yet, like eight or twelve. <laughs> No. 15. No, I've not no. played. I've only played seven. I've remakes. played that that's one, and I've the got. people who I've... claim that are wrong. <laughs> I've got one Final Fantasy under my belt, and that's not changing until a new one releases. So we'll see next year, maybe. Part two. Yeah, exactly. Part two or 16, if either of them show. Anyways, lads. Anyway, I know where I want to start because I want to start with the basic bitch, right? Because it's like, there's one here which. We'll get into mine later, but I specifically went out of my way to not mention any franchises that we mentioned to death on this show. So you will not see a Persona on that list. You will not see a Xenoblade on that list. You will not see a Crash Bandicoot on my list. And I have there's one on this list that I would very specifically put in that baby bitch. We've talked about it a lot, pal. So I just want to get that one out of the way first. So go on then. Gush about Kingdom Hearts 2 for five minutes so that we can take the box and move on. Yeah, I figured we were just going to skip this. <laughs> nah, I just, you can to just, be honest. You can, say, you can say it, just talk about it. Kingdom Hearts 2, why'd you like, why yeah. is it such a good sequel? Because we talked, talked about why you love Kingdom Hearts 2, but I don't think we've really talked about why you think it's a good sequel compared to the first game. Yeah, so Kingdom Hearts 1 was built on being like the most basic hack and slash you could play. Just simple, like, three-hit combos, nothing more, nothing less, throw magic in occasionally, and then, like, pop a summon and stuff like that. A couple of special moves, like the... Couple, couple cool finishers. A throwy thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was but my overall, favorite thing. Overall, it's a just very basic, bare-bones. Sora jumps like he's his shoes are made of cement. Mm-hmm. That's because they're way too big for him. And then Kingdom Hearts 2 comes along and says, what if we become the coolest looking video game you've ever seen? 
Sora's gonna do all the cool flashy shit. It's gonna look amazing. Drive forms exist to enhance combat. And Coolest looking video game is a strong yeah, statement say, when you're I'm playing say, with Donald I'm gonna Duck. say, I'm saying, calm your ass. It's a Disney game, bro. Calm your ass, dude. Like, oh my. Like, man, two thousand for two thousand and five, two thousand and six. This was the shit. Fair enough, because like most but of the time, took, when, yeah. Go on, sorry. It took on. the building blocks of KH one and expanded on it, which is what a lot of my picks on this list are it took what worked in the original and fixed what didn't work and just fine-tuned it to be damn near perfect no i agree because it's like most of the time when we talk about kingdom hearts 2 me and you have differing opinions of kingdom hearts 2 i think kingdom hearts 2 is a fine video game i feel like it's a bit overhyped but in terms of building blocks again it's like to me the only thing well, there's two things that Kingdom Hearts 1, in my eyes, does better, and that's story, and that's worlds, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, yes. from a core gameplay point of view, there's no disagreeing that the gap between 1 and 2 not only is huge, but also 2 is kind of the defining point of the franchise, where every game from that point kind of tried its best to make a new, like, it's do like something different with 2, stick. or enhance mm. it, or, yeah, kind of go more iterative on it whereas the difference for between better or worse, a lot it's more the one the that people compare it to yeah yeah for better Which or worse is unfortunate <laughs> yeah and it's it's very annoying right it's very it's annoying. very annoying but it's like yeah it is it's such a pivotal game not just for the franchise but i feel like to square enix too because a <clears> lot of what future game design is for square very much came from Kingdom Hearts 2, whether mm-hmm. you've seen its trickle into other things, whether it's Final Fantasy, how they've gone more for a real-time action system instead of its turn-based systems, or whether it is other things like their newer the newer IPs that they've done, right? Like Forspoken is still an action game, very much based on that kind of style. It very much shaped the way Square Enix does their games now, for better or worse. I feel mm-hmm. like... Square Enix games have kind of become, like I say, a bit iterative and very much samey to the point where I feel like a lot of them, they have their personality and their stories and the way they look, but a lot of the stuff Square Enix Not makes so is very much the way just, they play. yeah, it's just action hack and slash game, or mm-hmm. if it's a retro kind of old school game, it's the same kind of pixel 2D remaster of turn-based combat, yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. not really much variety but definitely in the way that kingdom hearts 2 plays it definitely is one of those kind of iconic sequels like Uh, its gameplay has aged so well considering it was made in 2002 or 2006 i don't know where 2002 came from that's when the first one came out i think so 2002 (laughs) is when the first one came out yeah and it's like yeah it definitely aged so well i just wish i think my only wish for that game was they spent so much time on the combat and making that game feel good. My just one wish they was they took more time. Yeah, uh, they, they explained none of it, but also that they. Ju- I just wish that they had spent as much time on the worlds because mm. I feel like that's the real con of Kingdom Hearts Two is the worlds feel a lot less inspired and they just feel like corridors and boxes. Yeah, but you know, it I definitely like... falls into like they give you all this cool movement and not a lot of good places to use it. The Cavern yeah. of Remembrance in 2FM kind of fixed that. 
where it gave you a little bit of a playground, but it wasn't nearly enough. Not much, but it's like like you say, it's stuff that they're improving on and they've got better at over time. Like I say, yeah. I feel like even though the gameplay isn't perfect in future entries, I feel like Kingdom Hearts 3 went back to that kind of design of looking at worlds again and hopefully Kingdom Hearts 4 does the same. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how Star Magic Wars... We'll see how Star Wars works. We'll see. Uh, I still can't, I can't wait for them to bring Luke, bring Mark Hamill into Kingdom Hearts again, but to be Luke Skywalker this time, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, Hunter, where did you want to go next on Kyle's list? Hmm, let's see here. Why not? Why Mario Kart DS? What's okay. special about that one? I freaking love Mario Kart DS. Mm-hmm. This game was basically my eighth grade year of middle school with me and all my friends just playing it during our study halls. So it's got that nostalgia fit like that nostalgia for me. But then like even as a game, this introduced a core staple for the franchise for every game afterwards, which was the retro tracks. Mario Kart mm-hmm. DS was the fifth game in the franchise. So naturally they had four games to pull from and you can make a whole GP out of those. So they doubled the track roster from 16 to 32, and they picked they picked a lot of good retro tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I... also, just the tracks from DS are super iconic, whether it's something like Luigi's Mansion or Figure 8 Circuit to even the Bowser's Castle of the game. Rainbow Road's pretty cool. TikTok Clock is an icon. It gave us Waluigi Pinball everybody's Everyone's favorite. Everyone's losing their mind over that one in the DLC See, thing. It's a good track, Hunter. I think it's I've overrated. Never, I've never played I it, so o- I, think, I think it's the most overrated fucking track in like Mario it's Kart It's not history. Papu's Pyramid, so I've never seen it. The only the only good thing about Mario, uh, Waluigi Pinball is the soundtrack. It's got a banging soundtrack, it's such a good and the soundtrack. sound effects are incredible. I love the way that they have like the pinball sound effects throughout the entirety of it. It's great. However, the track is fucking mid. Like, to be fair, <laughs> I feel like the track would be a lot better without the fucking pinball. I hate how, and people always go, people always say this, I see you in the YouTube comment sections, people are always like, <laughs> that's what makes Waluigi pinball fun. I'm like, no, the final fucking, the final straight line basically in the track being a suicide pact of, oh, I hope the ball doesn't <laughs> fuck me, is not fun. Oh, that well, sounds yeah, like you fun. Can, you can also go off to the sides, like on a pinball board where the ball return would be. And yeah. the balls don't go there. Yeah, but it's also that's also like, oh yeah, would you like to... T- I don't play Mario Kart to fucking take a detour, dude. Take the extended route. <laughs> take the scenic route. Yeah, let me look at the view. No. Full sense, straight up the middle. Machine. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's definitely... D- DS is obviously, I feel like, especially for yeah. our generation, DS holds a special place in everybody's heart. I never owned DS, but I've played plenty of DS because, you know... Everybody, sign of the poor people of being a shy guy and playing on DS download play. You know, you love to see yeah. it. Um, Dude, DS was also the first game to do online play. I never played it, but, you know. I never played it online. I played it series. locally with DS download play, but I never played it online. Um, but, you know, it is. It's an icon. And like you say, so many good tracks came from it. Mm. So many memorable tracks. It is. It's, it's, it's one of the staple Mario Karts. It's a shame we'll never see a new one ever again. Tragic, really. Yeah. Truly tragic. I can't believe Mario Kart 8 doubled the tracks from 32 to 64. Actually, it was already 40, wasn't it? So it's like, it was like 42, so it's like 84 <laughs> or something ridiculous now. Like, fucking hell, dude. Calm down. Ridiculous. Anyway, 
let's go for Sly Three because uh, I'll just I'll just mention this now. I have Sly Two on my list, so talk Dude, about I, Sly Three. I thought about putting Sly Two on my list, mm-hmm. but then I thought I don't want to talk about that game anymore. Fair <laughs> enough. So Sly Three <laughs> was it took the formula of Sly Two, which was basically expanding the playable cast from just Sly to the rest of the Cooper gang with Sly, Bentley, and Murray. And Sly 3 expanded on that by giving us, basically turning it into like an Ocean's Eleven kind of game, where you're assembling a team and performing the ultimate heist of getting to go back into, or getting to go into the Cooper family vault. This was also the first Sly game I ever played. I played this series backwards. I think I've mentioned that a few times on the podcast. Did you? I I don't know how. I played him two one three. I played them two one three. Knock on the door and ask Kevin if he's heard that line before. (laughs) Hey Kevin, you in there? Still have that book? It's been a year. (laughs) Maybe you should just let him out now that Sucker Punch has decided that they're never gonna free him. I forgot to feed him today. (laughs) Oh no, Kevin. But no. It definitely is. It's like to me, Sly Three is always the kind of I don't know. It's like it's kind of like it's the light Sly Three, and what I mean by that is it's it's kind of the I don't know. It's it's kind of like the enter. It's like it's just the fun Sly game, where it's like you know, Sly mm-hmm. Two is very much buried in its story and it kind of having a darker kind of tone, and there's the comedy elements to it, but it's like you know, everywhere's dark and rainy, and it's always nighttime for the most part. <laughs> And you're after the you after the clockwork parts, and it's like this kind so, of sounds like Sly Two was the best Batman game we ever had before Arkham Asylum. <laughs> we'll get to it in a bit. Um, <laughs> but with the thing with Sly Three is everything is just kind of fun and light hearted. Light hearted. That was the word I was looking for. It's very mm-hmm. light hearted. There are stakes, but it's also just very fun in the way they did it. It's almost as if sucker punch knew that this was the last one they were going to do and they just wanted to like you say do an oceans 11 kind of heist movie that's just kind of fun there's no yeah. real high stakes it's all just a lot of fun whether it's, high stakes. yeah whether it's you it know because was... it's just like the villains are more wacky and zany than they are in two and everything like that you go from an opera singer to freeing a guru koala bear who has taken murray and basically put him in a cult and it's like <laughs> You go from there, you go to the Baron of this air course, you get you go everywhere. There's a pirate level. It's so kind of it takes the classic it's third formula. It takes the classic third formula of kind of going a bit out there and adding a bit too some some might say too much. Some people might not like the amount of mini mm-hmm. games and all that other stuff. But there's just some absolutely incredible stuff. And they also took Dimitri, who's one of the best parts of two, and just made him absolutely absurd in this game and I love him. They also brought back Panda King from Sly One. They and... did. Got to flesh out his character. Least favorite level, though. I hate that level. <laughs> Again. And I just gotta say, Cooper Vault is the perfect final level. Bro, it is. what? It Why? Is. It's... Cooper Vault is just a fantastic kind of reward for the end of the game. It's brilliant. It doesn't disappoint. You build, It builds up the entire game and it doesn't disappoint. It's fantastic. Mm. I need to play the Sly Trilogy oh, again cool. at some point. It's very good. Like, Cooper Vault is the perfect send-off to that that whole franchise, truthfully. It, like, True. honestly, I, as someone who never played Sly 4, this is where the series ended for me. Yeah, I, I like Sly 4, but also Sly 4 is very much derivative of everything else that's happened. It's just more Sly. For yeah. better or for worse. There's some good points, I'll, but... 
Sly I'll three. hopefully get to play it eventually. Sly 3 very much was a good send-off for the series. Mm. Uh, Hunter, why do you want to go next? Uh, let's go with Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. Yeah, this, okay. this is interesting because I was unaware up to this point that there was a good Zelda game. So if you could tell me about <laughs> Zelda Spirit Tracks, that would be amazing. All right. Sorry, I just Spirit needed to tracks. piss somebody off. If you've listened to this 25 <laughs> minutes in, I assume you could take a joke. So, you know. Yeah. <sighs> Carry on, Cal. Sorry. Spirit Tracks is a game that gets way too much hate. <laughs> it's It's a fine enough video game. Do people yeah, even hate it anymore? Cause, I don't like, think that anyone cares about it anymore. I don't think anyone no remembers one cares about it, it enough to hate it. Yeah. But when it came out, like, everyone was just so furious with it for no reason. I mean, that's what Zelda fans do. People were just held angry. over by the anger from Wind Waker not being realistic Ugh. looking. And I think that just kind of bled into the following entries on the DS with Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Especially, Tracks. yeah, especially because people were kind of Marmite over Toon Link. Yeah. And so I think all the DS games also having the Toon Link style didn't really help because I feel like a lot of people were like, is this Zelda now? So yeah. I feel like people and, were a bit pissed. And it came out in 2010, which was like right in the middle of the gray, brown, beige, 360 PS3 realistic style generation so people were just like oh kids game <laughs> dude i i love that era it's a great era <laughs> yeah. i love beige bring back beige i can't i can't wait for the ps3 <laughs> renaissance guys i can't wait i can't wait for retro games to just be fucking gray i can't wait it's oh, gonna be great it's, it's gonna, gonna kick off with the last of us part one <laughs> Oh, How dare you? They added color. That's the only thing they added, but they added color. <laughs> uh, so anyway, tell us about Spirit Tracks. I don't know much about this game. Is it Spirit Tracks or is it Phantom Hourglass? I didn't look. This is Spirit it's Tracks. Spirit Tracks. Okay, it's good. The uh, train. 50, yeah, Phantom 50%. Hourglass is the one with the boat. Yeah, I know it is. I was like, 50% chance. I wasn't looking. I, my phone was... Had, my screen was off. Okay, my screen was off. Uh, Called out. Uh, I don't have that much charge. I have to savor it. Tell us about Spirit Tracks anyway. No, Spirit Tracks, like... I really loved this game as a kid. I haven't gone back to play it since I beat it. A lot like Skyward Sword, funnily enough. But I was I, was, I still haven't played it, dude. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I own it. There you go. I own it on hmm. Switch. I Heck played yeah, five I hours and Switch. went. That is a Zelda game, ladies and gentlemen. And stop <laughs> playing it. That's what I played on my vacation last year. It was a fun time. I must. Have... I think the thing played for really... me. For me about spirit tracks. For me about spirit tracks. The thing about it that really sticks out to me is the writing. This is until like I'd put it tied with Skyward Sword for the best iteration of Princess Zelda in the game. Oh yeah. Um, like so basically at the start of the game, Zelda loses her body and becomes that little ghost you see floating up over on top of the train. Oh really? Yeah, she's the, she becomes yeah. the phantom. Yeah, right? she becomes your little helper companion, and she'll help you out in this dungeon that you go back to after every dungeon to basically get to the top. Is oh, this still two? In this is one this still two and Link? So is this still Wind Waker timeline? It's, it's in Wind Waker timeline, but it's, it's in the later. Future. Okay, cool. It's not okay. the same Link and Zelda from Phantom Hourglass. 
Oh, so it's a different link. Okay. <laughs> this, yeah. That's why I fucking hate Zelda, by the way. This is why I fucking <laughs> hate it. Because everyone else is like, oh, it doesn't matter what timeline there is. I'm like, no, I want everything in its place. And I want to know where we are. And I want, if it's a different Link and Zelda, give them a fucking different design. This is just a cop-out. This is like, <laughs> you you can put this Link and Zelda next to two and Link and Zelda from Wind Waker. And it's like, 300 years yeah. difference, by the way. I'm like, oh, great. Glad to see the gene pools that diverse that you end up with the same person two hundred years later. Dude. <laughs> Sorry, Man, like I said, I haven't I haven't gone back to it since beating it way back in like twenty two thousand nine twenty ten whenever this game came out. Mm-hmm. It came but, out in two thousand ten, I believe. But it was a good time. I had my fun with it. Kid yeah. me had a good time. Good time with those puzzles. They were real brain scratchers. Of the two of them, I've always wanted to play this one more than Phantom Hourglass. Just mm-hmm. because, I don't know, man. Trains and video games is just a fun time when they're in games like this. Dude, <laughs> the, the song that plays when you're driving the train is a jam. Oh, man. The song is absolutely incredible. Put a, put a railroad system in Breath of the Wild, too, Nintendo. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Thank you. I don't like trains. I'm a train hater. No, I don't. <laughs> I, trains are fine. Um, wow. Look at this guy. Where are we? We got that one, that one. We got four left. Five left? Five left? Fucking hell. Should be five. Five left. Let's talk about TF2, because I played TF2. That's a video game. All right. If you want to talk about a sequel that absolutely just eclipses the original, this is the game. This is What even is Team example. Fortress 1? <laughs> Who knows, dude? It's not real, I'm pretty sure. No. It isn't real. It's, 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 no, th- it's just called Classic, I think, isn't it? It's just called I Team think Fortress it's one classic, of those things, like, similar to maybe, like, Portal. Team Fortress that Classic, started yeah. off as a mod of, like, Quake, and then became its own thing, and then the sequel did, like, real things with it. Who knows? I Like yeah. I said, I rarely know people that have played Classic Team Fortress. I haven't. Exactly. I haven't. But no, I played, <laughs> I played quite a lot of TF2. Back in the day. I, summer going from <laughs> second year of high school into third, this game was basically all I played. What year would that and be? 2015? 2014? 2014 to 2015. Yeah. And That's like, crazy to me. Because it's like your TF2 era is completely different to my TF2 era. Because my <laughs> era of TF2 was literally a decade ago so it was 2012 to 2013 was my year of tf2 which is scary that one (laughs) it's a decade ago and two (laughs) that i like i have memories of that i did youtube back then dude i was like that's how old i am i am a youtube boomer i was around at this time that's how it's scary now i'm like oh god but also it was just it was a different time man like my favorite memories of tf2 Uh, I never played actual TF2, because actual TF2, cringe shit, bro. I was all about, like, the memes, and, like, Orange Box was so fun, where it was, like, the ba- the bare basic maps, where they were basically Mario 64 levels, Hunter. they were just geometry oh, nice. and basic textures. <laughs> but they were so fun, because they were like, we don't give a shit about how they look. We're just going to make the, f- the f- most fun maps You just need things ever. to run around on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and TF2 is just the like, TF2 is just one of those games where it's like a piss about simulator in a lot of ways. Where it's like oh, you can play a game of TF2 that lasts like hours. Like you can literally fight on this battlefield for fucking hours, and it's just like one of those games that's just like incredible. It's just 
I love it. Also, Saxton Hale was incredibly hilarious, and I loved Saxton mm. Hale to death. What a fucking gay mode. <laughs> like, Mike Myers, but amped up. It was incredible. I oh, loved nice. it. What a gay mode. <laughs> but no, carry on, Cal. You are, you played, I'm, so you played after me, right? So what was your I, year? I'm over here like, like the opposite of Ethan. I'm like, let's play some Dust Bowl Capture oh, the Point. Boring, like, dude. Hell yeah. Dude, it was so fun. That's basically all I did, and I put 200 hours into this game. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I was all about the memes. I was all about the memes, <laughs> whether it was sneaking around as the spy or just doing stupid shit. That was always my thing with TF2. It was just, it was just such a fuck about simulator. I absolutely... Dude adored it and that's the beauty of tf2 there wasn't a wrong way to play the game no like you just boot it up and go dick around with some friends yeah i never played yeah. it but i did really like their like character videos those oh yeah all a fun time <laughs> those are the one the one for the pyro iconic. always makes me chuckle you know yeah this you know, is a bucket dear god you know um my first game that i ever streamed on twitch was tf2 Fun fact. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Now you know my secret, guys. I was originally a TF2 live streamer. Oops. I just played something on Twitch. Better remember that. Right timestamp hunter. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Oh. Right timestamp. Thirty-two minutes for me to mute the thing temporarily. Right. Uh, <laughs> here, I'll just wave on stream so I can look at it in the recording. There we go. Say I waved around it. It's about twenty seconds ago, oh, me. I my yeah. hero because I was gonna I was gonna look at when my Twitch account was created, but no, I love TF2. It was great. Another one that wasn't on mine that was also a great piss about simulator. It was a game called Planet Side Two, also a sequel. Didn't know the first Planet Side, but uh, an, a friend from back in the day got us into it, and that's like an all. Imagine like a map where it's like a massive open world, but it's like all control points, and there's like sixty control points across the map. And there's three teams, and you're all battling for supremacy, and everybody's servers a different server. And if somebody conquers the whole server, the server shuts down for like a week, and you win. You win that oh, server. Amazing! It's incredible. There used to be times where I used to sit there, and it'd be like, you know, talking about Xenoblade Three, fucking eight hour war, where we were all just fighting for eight hours, and it was just like, yes, we're gonna make. I could make like the smallest bit of progress. It'd be like R slash place where you carve like the smallest part of the map out for yourself, and you're like, yeah yes we won today and then you get on tomorrow and you've lost it again and you're like fuck and then you gotta fight it back i love this, the i love that era sounds like of it could be games. a fall guys event yeah i love <laughs> that era of games though i genuinely do love that era of you know just fucking simple multiplayer games where you just fucked about and it's like they're still there but it just doesn't feel the same it just doesn't feel fun the same. and silly. Yeah, it just it just doesn't feel the same, and I wish it like, did, but it doesn't. This the, Team Fortress Two is why I picked up Overwatch originally because I'm like, oh, a class based shooter. I like Team Fortress Two. We'll give this one a shot, and it just didn't hit the same with me. I don't know if it was just the cast or the gameplay or what, but something. See, Overwatch wasn't did to me. But for a different reason, because I never took TF Two seriously. I was always the kind of person that was. I took Overwatch seriously, and it's just. Overwatch was a game that you need friends for. Like, you need yeah. friends for that video game. And it's like, you know... You really do. <laughs> sometimes you just don't, and it sucks. But, like, I had, luckily, a group of addicts that I could <laughs> motivate to very easily play the video game Overwatch whenever I felt Overwatch is like anonymous. It. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's basically it, pal. That is basically it. Uh, but no. Oh, fantastic video game. Right, Hunter, where are we going next? Hmm... 
Uh, let's go with Super Metroid. Classic. Hey. Yeah. I think this is probably going to be a quick and dirty one. Super Metroid, like a lot of the games on my list, it just did what the original Metroid <laughs> did, but made it a thousand times more accessible, a thousand times more user-friendly. They gave you a map, which was helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I probably would have put this one on here if I had actually played the first Metroid game, but I haven't, so I don't feel like I could talk about the actual difference of it too much. But this is definitely the one that you know defined at least the 2D side of the series. Yeah, for sure. And it helped solidify Metroidvanias as a genre. These sort of like... I don't even know what you'd call it, like an open-world exploration... 2D action exploration. 2D yeah. action. I guess the world's not really open. No, not really. But, you know, non-linear 2D action game. Yeah. Something like that. But no, Super Metroid's just a classic. If you haven't played it, check it out. It, it's on it Netflix. Good? It's on it's it? Netflix, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, of course it is, isn't it? Yeah. I, <laughs> I think it was I like the it... first game they put on there. Probably. That doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> Like that and Link to the Past. Yeah, good old Reliables. <laughs> yeah, I, I still, like, I try playing it. It's just one of the, it's really slow, dude. It's really slow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, like, it holds fun. up really good, too. It does. Like, I only like played it a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway. Right. It's also, like, the only Metroid game I really care about. I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> Dread did nothing for me. I like Dread more. I was very lukewarm but... on Dread. I like The Dread. whole time I was playing Dread, I'm like, I could, I could be playing Super Metroid right now. Don't worry, I think most Metroid fans only care about Super Metroid <laughs> and Prime, from no. how I gather things. No fucking way. What's up, Ethan? You can't write that this is poetry. This is poetry. Oh, no. We brought this TF2 thing up. My account for Twitch TV, my old account, was created on August 8th, 2012. So on the release of this <laughs> podcast episode, oh, my. it will have been a decade since I streamed my first time playing TF2. What a fuck. We could not have planned that. Dude. How does that make you feel, Ethan? Fucking old, dude. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> To be fair, I was like 14, so it's like I was really... To be yeah. fair, I was probably too young to be streaming, but at the same oh, yeah. time... yeah. Um, yeah that you crazy. were. Oh, that was crazy how old I was, dude. Absolutely crazy. Oh. Anyway, uh, back on track. Let's talk about Marvel vs. Capcom. Kyle, let's talk about it. You put three here. Yes. Why'd you like yes. Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Oh, Marvel what vs. Is wrong Capcom 3. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is one of the silliest video games I've ever played, and I freaking love it to death, dude. Nice. This game came out in 2012 or 2011. I don't remember which. I it should have done of, my research. It was one of those. And it is... The Ultimate version probably came out the next year. And it... Ten years later, it is still being played at tournaments. It still is getting... It still has an evergreen community around it. People are still finding this game and loving it. 
Basically, it's a three versus three fighter that takes the silly characters from Capcom land and the silly characters from Marvel land and mashes them together into one big silly experience where every character dies immediately because the damage in this game is ridiculous. That's how they should end the MCU. Bring Capcom characters into it and make everyone die. (laughs) Just bring in Virgil and the game will be, everything will be saved. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, no, that's optimistic like, thinking that MC will end. That's nice. Yeah. One can dream. I was, I was trying to manifest as well. <laughs> no, no. The roster, the roster for this game is absolutely crazy. You've got like Arthur from on the Capcom side of things. You've got Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins, Amaterasu from Okami, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah, is in this video game. Objection, Thanos. Um. <laughs> You've got the Devil May Cry tri- trio of Dante, Trish, and Virgil. Resident <laughs> Evil trio of Chris, Jill, and Wesker. All pulled from Resi 5, so they're all, they all play different from each other. you got Chris, who's the gunslinger, but then Jill and Wesker have, like, the Ouroboros in them, so they can do all these cool, like, flippy things. It was a virus in that game, Ethan, don't worry. It was a virus in that that game, Ethan. It might be a virus in this game, you never know. (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) But then over on the Marvel side of things, you've got cool X-Men characters. Of course, you got the classic Wolverine, Iron Man, Thor... Cap, people you'd expect. But then you've got (laughs) She-Hulk. I'm just saying, it was really funny that you said cool X-Men characters and named off Wolverine and then moved to the Avengers. (laughs) You know, Wolverine's the only cool character. I've never seen an X-Men film, read an X-Men comic, played an X-Men game. Gambit and Cyclops were in Marvel 2, and they got rid of them, and I'm... That's the worst thing about this game. That's sad. But like, oh... Gambit, yeah. Dude. Gambit needs to be in everything. We love Gambit, no matter how <laughs> dumb of an idea he is. He cool. He's so cool. <laughs> but no, then you've got characters over on Marvel's side like X-23, Rocket oh, Raccoon, cool Rocket Raccoon in a pre-Guardians of the Galaxy movie world. That's true. That's, that's a rare well, um, Modok and Doctor Doom. I I hate Modok. Can we talk about Modok? I fucking hate. Yeah, Modoc. stupid still, head in a chair. Fucking yeah. stupid character, dude. Fucking but the him. fact that they took the stupid character, yeah, is more what I'm getting at. Taskmaster nah, in this game. Me, I hate him too. Fucking hate Taskmaster, dude. What a <laughs> boring character. In the Spider-Man My game. power <laughs> is that I can take over people. I'm a fuck off, dude. Fuck off. Get in the bin, dude. Taskmaster, stupid fucking character. Terrible in everything. <laughs> terrible no, in Marvel... video games. Terrible in the movies. Everything terrible. He was Marvel... in the movies? He's he in was Black in Black Widow. Widow. Ah, that explains it. He was very watch Black Widow. pointless in that one. Yep. The movie was very pointless. <laughs> very I'm pretty mean. sure Hawkeye was in this game too. Oh, but... nice. I bet he had his goofy helmet. <laughs> I think he did. Actually, why am I saying I think? He's right there front and center, Kyle. <laughs> right yeah. in front of Ryu. <laughs> also, Ghost Rider's in the game. Oh, no, that's a good and one. And Deadpool. Deadpool's in this. Yeah, like, the, their opening cinematic was sweet because it was Dante and Deadpool shooting yeah. guns at each other and <laughs> not doing anything but causing property damage. <laughs> it's what they do. Yeah. But no, Marvel 3, it 
this game's iconic. It's so it's one of the silliest video games I've ever seen, and it leans into the ridiculousness of the concept. Mm. It's it's available on PS4 for like five dollars. Check it out. There's not much of a single player, but you can dick around in that game. Nice. It's a shame that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite happened and <laughs> we'll never get another one. That's the spirit. Oh well, right. It, two it, more, it Hunter. Bad. Which one do you want to talk about first before um, we wrap Kyle up and let him never talk uh, ever again? Smash Bros. Melee. Let's <laughs> go with that one. Water. Yeah, let's get this normie fucking take out of here. <laughs> oh, the, next to the normie take of Pokemon. <laughs> Come on. I like Pokemon Silver, bro. Like, <laughs> I grew up in the 2000s. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yes. Honestly, these the, these two last entries are basically cut from the same cloth. We'll talk about both of them if you want. Go for it. Yeah. So, they're both sequels to games that left a lot on the cutting room floor, yeah. where Melee wanted to. Was supposed to have, the roster of May, of Smash sixty four was supposed to be a lot bigger than we actually got, or at least they mm-hmm. wanted it to be, but a lot of characters ended up getting cut and put into melee. Characters like, but like they took the took what worked in the original, doubled the roster size, introduced Fire Emblem to the West for better or worse. Yeah. Worse. <laughs> they put Mr. Game and Watch in the video game, Where? which like who even knows who, who even knew I what that not. was? Not I me. certainly didn't. I wish they didn't. <laughs> Hunter is being attacked by uh, the neighborhood kids. Is what the <laughs> I think that's the I think that's the story we're going with. I think, the, um, I think the plague doctor's got a strike. Oh no! Oh well. <laughs> Well, no. Melee is kind but, of the iconic sequel, right? Because it really is. Not only is it considered fan, it's fan loved, it's fan favorite, mm-hmm. but also it's the fact they made it in like two years, not even 13 yeah. months. 13 months, wasn't it? It's like ridiculous. Yeah, that's not even an achievement. The amount that they put into this game after 13 months, like the event matches, classic all star and adventure mode, the target tests. Target tests were freaking fantastic, dude. Oh, they break the targets. It's a good way so if you good. if you want to do it. It's a good way to like teach you how to play the character dude. in a way that's effective. Yeah, without that's... making it feel like a tutorial. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what taught me how to wall jump in that game. I remember Youngling's target test. It starts you off in this giant hole, and and there's nothing around you except two walls. It's on either side of you, and you're like, what do I, what, 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 how do? Yeah. Melee, it, it's genuinely a game that's withstood the test of time. The fact that it's still being played at tournaments, no matter how Nintendo feels about it, like, it's, it's a testament to its staying power, and just the love of the people that love this game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even, like, I don't care about the competitive scene at all, and it's still, with Brawl, like, one of my favorites in the series, just because mm. it was the one I played a lot of when I was younger, and all of that. Like, man, I, the actual trophy hunting in my life existed, throwing my coins <laughs> in the lottery yep. of the melee thing, 
PlayStation 3 trophies can screw off. I already spent my time <laughs> hitting point, doing pointless challenges for a picture. Dude, the I funny thing is, is Nintendo so anti-trophy yet they were the first to I, do it, you know? It's like, I know, it's really funny, Nintendo isn't like, it? We don't like arbitrary things in our video games, but then they'll have the, like, collect the random 1500 bullshit in the collection shop every <laughs> fucking Smash game. And I'm like... Yeah. Excuse me? No. Yeah. Okay then, Cal. Wrap it up. Pokemon Gold. Pokemon Silver. Controversial take. Because I realize this is more of a controversial take. Yeah, because we we all love Gold and Silver and part Gold and Soul Silver here. But I've seen increasing hostility. Who knows? Maybe there's a new rule. There was a rule, the classic rule of uh, once (laughs) a Pokemon game. So now we don't like it anymore. Once a Pokemon game turns eight years old, it's considered good. Uh, I feel like the new rule is once a Pokemon game turns twenty years old, it's bad because now people are shitting on Gold and Silver, saying they're super slow and there's nothing interesting in them. So you know. I disagree. This is still possibly the most interesting the series has been. There's more content in Gold and Silver than there is in Sun and Moon, or Base, Sword, and Shield. Genuinely. True, true. Not going to disagree. Pokemon Gold and Silver, they were designed as, like, the last Pokemon games at the time. Mm -hmm. They were supposed to to be the end. (laughs) But that's why, like, so it's it is like a sequel to the original Red and Blue. You mm-hmm. go back, you're in a new region, and then you go back to the old region in post game. Get to retread Kanto, and a, a lot like Super Smash Bros. Melee, it takes a lot of things that were left on the cutting room floor because in Pokemon Red and Blue's code, there was data for like fifty more Pokemon that was just. Uh. That were all just unused. That's how missing no came to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the, it was no basically was just... the game trying to load something that wasn't there. <laughs> it was actually missing Johto. <laughs> <laughs> missing Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, po- gold and silver. It does what I what everything on my list has been about. It took what worked in the original, took tweaked it, and just made it a million times better. Back when the legendaries still looked cool. Back when the legendaries meant something. Speak for yourself. He's look at him. Look at him. It even kind of acted like a balance patch. Dude, I love Lugia. Oh shit! I'm. Oh, Ethan broke everything trying to get a prop. Yeah. The funny thing is, as well, is it's like this is a prop you don't want to drop. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I didn't realize until I was looking. I was looking it up today. I didn't realize how fucking expensive this is because this is complete this is complete oh no like the oh, no. is in it yeah the pokey walk is in it and everything <laughs> like i have everything i didn't realize how much this is worth and it's the pal version no one has the pal version apparently Damn, i mean it's not perfect two thousand dollars sitting on your shelf it's not per no it's not perfect because the back's a bit <laughs> sun bleached but um eh. i didn't realize how fucking worth something this was so i'm like treasure it because it's the only good pokemon <laughs> game anyway so treasure it yeah <laughs> Ruth, but no, they are fantastic oh. games. They are, and they... the last one I played, <laughs> and like, yeah, they only added a hundred new Pokemon. But again, this was on a shorter development cycle compared to. I don't even want to say compared to what Pokemon games are like now, but yeah. it was a short development cycle, and 
honestly, the Pokemon they added are still some of my favorites. Scizor, Tyranitar, Houndoom, Totodile, Wooper. This game gave us Wooper. Yeah. What more do you need? Uh, no. Fair enough. Not to mention, added in the Dark and Steel types as a check. As, basically, as like a balance patch to checking Psychic types. Gave us the physical and special split. Or not the physical special split. It split special into special attack and special defense. <laughs> so it wasn't just one stat like it was in the first game. <laughs> yes, Hunter, that was real. I see that confused head nodding. I just don't. I I I I was too young to pay attention to Pokemon stats when I did play it, and so, you know, dude, every I time still anyone, chat. yeah, oh, that, yeah, I wouldn't do either. Boring. I wouldn't do that either. I would just do it. Like if you use like yeah. status moves in a game like this, you're a cop. The Pidgey I find <laughs> is the Pidgey I use. None of this. Let's check it. Check its nature and its fucking IVs. Fuck that, dude. What's that it's even a kids mean? game. Don't worry, nature didn't exist up. yet. Yeah. Come the fuck on, that was Gen, that was Gen 3's mistake. Yep, and it's it's something to this day. I still don't know what natures do, nor do I care. Thank you and goodbye. Dude. Does it is it super effective? That's all I care about because that's the way <laughs> to play Pokemon. Uh, and there you go. That's cows. Half the time, I didn't even care if it was super effective. I just wanted my things to look cool. True. <laughs> true. I, I just give everything earthquake and see what happens. It's the real way. Earthquake, earthquake and hyperbeam everything. True, true. Right then, let's move on. Let's move on because at this rate, oh. we're going to be here for three hours. So I'm going to oh, speed the shit up. I don't, right. know, don't know about you, Hunter. I'm not spending fifty minutes talking about mine. So we'll. Um, I don't think I have that in me. Long, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah they always are. Yo, yeah, that's fucking. That's why we put you first, so we know how long we're going to be, dude. We're like, okay, let's stick to the <laughs> front. So we know how long we're going to be here. ASMR time, baby. Let's go. Let's go. I'm just going to pick one out. Better not be me. We're in a rush, but I don't care. I'm just going to take Dude, I it. think you should go first by default next time with how much you haven't gone first. What do you mean <laughs> how much I... I went first last time. What the fuck you on? Did you? Yes. I think I've never went first. I've always yeah, been Hunter's the third. one that hasn't been first, and he's going to go last again because I picked myself out. <laughs> fuck. Can't see it. Trust me, it's Ethan. God, fuck off, light. There you go. I mean, yeah. I don't think anyone's. <laughs> I don't think anyone's distrusting you to pull yourself. Not Since apparently it's being might be distrusted. It's yeah. it's being Not treated as if having to go is a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to talk on this podcast. That's cringe. Okay, right. So I want to give a caveat to mine. Then let's explain my list before we go into it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my list was I picked only tours. There is an exception to this rule of one of them, and the the exception to this rule is because it's the second of that kind of iteration of the franchise is what i'll say yeah it that's went the in only new direction and that's the only yes i also just went with games that are in my head kind of like a lot of times perfected or just improved or also sometimes favorites uh there are also some of them aren't my favorite in the franchise that i just appreciate what they did and i respect that a lot of people think they're the better one uh yeah 
But the most important thing is they're all twos because cows are fraud. Anyway, um, <laughs> we didn't specify that was a rule. I didn't well, specify. It. I didn't want to make, magically I didn't want to make life harder for you guys. I was just going to put that stipulation on myself. <laughs> okay, and also no persona, no crash, no um, Xenoblade. Also, Promise. Ethan, I want to say about mine before I put TF2 on here. I had 51 Clubhouse games as a placeholder. Nice. <laughs> to be fair, it's technically a sequel. I know it is. <laughs> You would have, you would have been legit. Then I remembered Team Fortress Two was a game. Right. Okay. There's nothing shocking on this list, by the way. No one's gonna go. Ooh, that's an interesting pick, Ethan. Anyway, three, two, one, go. Oh my god! I can't believe he put Soul Hackers Two on here. Ooh, it's not even out yet. Ooh, have I broken embargo? No, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Atlas nah. hasn't given us shit. Don't you worry, guys. Yeah, um, well, I thought about putting Le- Rayman Legends on here. Okay, but no. For those of you, that's the exception. For those of you uh, that want to know, if you're an audio listener, uh, let me uh, fill your mind's eye with my 3 by 3 Picture it now, guys. It is uh, Spyro 2, Assassin's Creed 2, Watch Dogs 2, Batman 2, no, Arkham City. Arkham City. Uh, <laughs> Rayman Legends. Batman 2. <laughs> Sly 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, Horizon Forbidden West, aka Horizon 2. 2 and The Last of Us Part 2. I hope you guys are up for that one an hour in. If you made it an hour into this podcast, I assume you're not an instant Last of Us hater, so we'll see. <laughs> Either um, that or they're new here. If you're new here, good luck. Um, so that's my list. Um, so yeah, I'll, well, you guys can pick, and I'll tell you whether I think it was one, because it's substantial, or if it's iterative and it just perfected what it was, or if I just like it more. Well, I'll let you choose. Alright. Who wants to go uh, first? Kyle, you can go first, since I was picking things oh, already. Cool. Um... Rayman. Let's hear about Rayman. Rayman. Legends. So Rayman Legends was the, is the exception to the rule, because I'm counting Origins and Legends separate to the Rayman pre, like the predecessors of Rayman. Just because it's it's its own it's its own thing, and like I say, this is very much one of those iterative ones where it's just a better version of Origins in like every single way. Uh, for one, it has most of the Origins levels in <laughs> Legends, so you know you get the entire base. I think it's the entirety of Origins actually. Bare I think bar, it is. Yeah. Levels, uh, in Legends, it's just Rayman Legends is quite possibly one of, if not the best 2D platformer ever made. Like, it's phenomenal how good that game is. It's, it's phenomenal really how solid. good that game feels. It's incredible how that game looks. And I am still shocked that nearly a decade later, we still haven't got another Rayman game. It's like, it's <laughs> sold incredibly well. It was ported to everything, literally. It was originally a Wii U exclusive. And when <laughs> and Ubisoft looked and saw the sinking ship, they were like, this game's too good to be on the Wii U and the Wii U alone. So let's push it and then have it release on the PS3 and 360 at the same time. Then a year later, let's release it for the PS4 and the Xbox without, and Xbox One without load screens, which is fucking phenomenal for the PS4, the load screen machine. What a riot. Oh, yeah. And then oh, they were like, fuck it, Nintendo Switch 2, and that came out in 2017. In fact, I that's think wild. I do. I own it. Was, yeah, I do. I th- own that's it hilarious. Sure. That was well but, into the time when Ubisoft was like, if it's not Far, Far Cry or some variation thereof, we don't care. Yeah, it was it was first year of Switch that it came out, the definitive edition. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just fantastic in everything that it does. It's just an excellent two D platformer. Um, its level design is varied. It's got some awesome stuff. I love 
how um each of the levels has the king and queen TNC, which are basically always in challenge rooms, which I just love the idea of having collectible challenge rooms and just having them being like little mini bonus puzzles, almost like bonus rounds in Crash. I just really like that. Mm. It's an awesome feature. Uh, I love how there's varied stuff, like there's varied additional things to do. They have invasions where you have to go in and ki- and save some teensies that are strapped to fireworks that are about to launch if you don't go through them in, tw- in within 60 seconds you've got to free the teensies there's stuff like that <laughs> there's they've got the classic 2d platformer sections of having a shadow version of yourself chasing you around not just celeste that has that by the way guys just for yeah. you if you didn't know um other games have had that um the time trials there's a, like there's a, there's a time trial feature which is great there's the online feature which I hated because it was a nightmare for my Platinum because I had to play the online for like three months. It was crazy. Oh, no. I did it. I have the Rayman Legends Platinum. It's not worth it. But there was like online challenges where they'd change every day. They'd have weeklies and dailies and you'd be put on a leaderboard and you'd get XP and points and trophies based on how well you did in the day. And there was a trophy to get to max level. And to do it, you had to either play. It worked out to be something like play the game every day if you got gold trophies, which was for like top 25 to 10, like 20%, it was like a pretty decent achievement. It would still take you, if you got all golds, it would take you like something ridiculous, like three months to get the final level. Uh, if you got platinum, like, uh, was it diamond trophies or something like that? It'd take you 14 days. And that was for 1%. Top 1% of players got the diamond <laughs> cup every is- day. Crazy. It was ridiculous, but the game was that good that I still did the grind and I still played it every single day and I got it. Um, it's a fantastic game. It's just a fantastic 2D platformer. Mm. Probably my favorite 2D platformer ever made. It's fantastic. So much so, it's one of those games that I own multiple copies of, yet I don't talk about it that often. Like, I don't <laughs> mean it like I do with Skyrim. I own two copies of Rayman Legends. Not yeah. a Wii U version, unfortunately. If you do have it on Wii U, you can yeah. use Murphy on the gamepad and it's shitter, so don't. <laughs> There you go. Rayman Legends, fantastic. Hunter, I guess it's your turn. Alright, um, let's go with Arkham City. Hmm. Uh, as I've gotten older, I think Arkham Asylum is probably my favorite in the franchise. Yeah, um, I'm starting to lean more that direction now, too. Arkham but... Asylum is just fantastic, and a game that Kyle would love. Because uh, yeah. it's a Metroidvania, and it's not open world. So, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna keep like bullying you until bit. one day you it play has... it, Kyle. I'm just gonna be like, one day you'll play it. I'm just gonna bully you. Play you as Batman, it. and it's yeah. great. <laughs> it's great, and Mark Hamill's the Joker in it. He's fantastic, and yeah. Kevin Conroy's Batman, so it's also fantastic. Just everything's yeah, fantastic I don't about know that game. That name. You don't, you don't know Kevin Conroy? He's, uh, not all, not immediately. He's, he's Batman. Batman's voice. He is oh, the voice cool. of Batman, dude. Nice. In the animated series alongside Mark Hamill, he's like the quintessential okay. Batman voice. If you listen to Kevin Conroy as Batman, you're like, he's Batman. Everyone else yeah. is shit. He is Batman. I'm sorry, I don't know that name off the top of my head. You should. Unacceptable. He wasn't in Persona 5. <laughs> Unfortunately not. He would have made a good Joker, that's all I'm saying. Dude. He would have been a that, good Joker. Could you imagine imagine Joker talking with Mark Hamill's like super deep, or not Mark Hamill, like Kevin Kevin Conroy's super deep voice as a teenager? Uh, I'll just add this. (laughs) (laughs) Show me your true form. Yeah, show me your true form. It'd be great. But no, uh, Arkham City is like 
the quintessent like to me it's one of those Assassin's Creed 2 is the other one like another one where I'm like that kind of defined vid- Arkham City kind of defined video games for a couple of years after it came out it was, yeah it was like that it was like that generation's open world sandbox kind of thing but was... I think the brilliant thing about it is is it such a refined experience like yes it yeah. has those it has those options of an open world where it's like you can go to anywhere, but it still has that intricacy of a Metroidvania in a way where everything has its purpose, and it's like yeah. you have options, but it's not like and they're like, still, I still designed. Think, I, I still feel coward like Arkham City because even though there are options, they're not like here's sixty million wave points and stuff like that. It's just side quests will pop up randomly, and it's like okay, do I want to go and carry on this story, go and confront the penguin, or do I want to see what the hell's going on with these murder mystery cases with bodies showing up without faces? What's going on there? Let's go and yeah. explore that. It's just I have never played a video game that I think has a such good pacing as Arkham City. Where it's like yeah, it's that really game good. just goes for the ride, and it doesn't matter how little or how much of the side content you do, that game just it's feels just perfectly it, paced. Mm. Where it just never lets go, and there's not a single point. There's not a single point in Arkham City, and I played that game probably a dozen times over the course of my life. There's not a single point of that game where I'm like, oh, this is, here comes the shit bit, or here comes the slow bit, or I'd rather not. There's just always a part of Arkham City where I'm like, it's so well-crafted and well-refined, and I absolutely just love how everything works and how everybody in that game is absolutely perfect from the performances to everything yeah. else, you know? Again, you have Mark Hamill as the Joker, iconic performance, Kevin Conroy as Batman iconic you have troy baker as two-face you have nolan north as penguin who is one of the best fucking <laughs> penguin performances i've seen in my life yeah. absolutely fantastic tara strong's first appearance as harley quinn is in arkham city fun fact that was her first time playing that character and she's now considered the voice of harley quinn basically in yeah. a lot of media it's just it's so well paced and it's a beautiful story and i feel like it's quintessential batman and it's yeah. like, even though I have a love for Arkham Asylum, because I just love how creepy it is, and just how comic booky it is, I still think the best game in the franchise is Arkham City. It's fantastic. I haven't played it in a long time, but I still, like, things from that game still stick with me, like the Mr. Freeze fight. Mr. Very, Freeze very fight. excellent, wow, ex- excellently designed boss AI. One there. of the best Good boss stuff. fights in games, dude. Like, yeah, it's absolutely it just in incredible. general. I still remember the Razal Ghoul fight too, and like doing the parry awesome, stuff on awesome, all of his awesome. goons. So good. Coward, yeah, you just like, like the freeze these fight. Are words the freeze fight. The freeze fight is great. The freeze yeah. fight is basically imagine a game of cat I... and mouse in an area, Mr. Freeze, where there's there's every the game doesn't tell you how to deal with him, but there's a load of solutions in a room, and as soon as you lo- use one of the solutions to take his hit point out, Mr. Freeze learns from it, and you can't use that again. So it's literally <laughs> like you have to come up with different solutions. And the harder the difficulty is, the more of the solutions you have to come up with. And it's just fantastic. Because the game doesn't tell you shit. And it's just yeah. like, it's like, it's like the most intense mm. boss fight ever, but it's so well done. Yeah, it's, it's really just, good. It's really yeah. well done. Yeah. But no, fantastic video game. I love that thing to pieces. I think all the Arkham games are great in their own way. But yeah. City is 
probably the the perfect one like it's like the most perfect i still like asylum more though because just the creepy stuff and just the way it is <laughs> there's some there's a charm to arkham asylum even though i appreciate that it's a worse game than arkham city yeah like there's no there's nothing like the final battle in asylum that i point to in city and i'm like no arkham yeah asylum has shit moments like you know like that part like all the other bosses in asylum they're not very good yeah they're not great <laughs> but yeah. There are parts of Asylum I could do without, but... Yeah. It's right. a coin flip of Asylum and City, which one I prefer on a given day. Anyway, Kyle? Alright. Tell me about Watch Dogs 2. Oh, because from Watch what Dogs? I understand, I think people didn't like the first one. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Fucking God. Right, I have I own all three Watch Dogs games. Let me tell you, Watch Dogs There's 1 and 3. There's three of them? Watch yeah, them. they made a third one a couple years ago. <laughs> they made a out. third one? <laughs> It, it came out right next to Assassin's yeah. Creed Valhalla. You've got Watch Dogs and... 1, which is ass. You've got yeah. the good one. And then you've got another terrible one that was... Oh, look, right! Legion, but the E Pig is a mask. 3. Yeah. You get it? It's, I remember. It's E3 awful. returns. <laughs> so yeah, the gimmick of 3, Kyle, was, for those of you who are unaware, that there was no main character... And you recruited the people of London, and you just had millions of characters. And if your character died, then they died, and you had to swap to somebody else. And it was dog shit. Because who oh, that that's 20... unfortunate. Yeah, it's really bad. It's an awful video game. And I, it makes me sad, because Watch Dogs 2 is fantastic. It's just, it's just a fun video game. It's just a fun sandbox. It's like, what, I think people, what, what people wanted from Watch Dogs originally the original Watch Dogs, it was like the next step in like what a GTA kind of video game was where you had control of the system, basically. It's basically a hacker's fantasy video game, the original Watch Dogs, and Watch Dogs 2 to an extent, where it's like the whole premise of Watch Dogs is you, um, you're in a world where basically the government has control of everything and everything's taken over by basically AI network and everything's controlled by the system, essentially. And what happens if somebody has the keys to the system and so, you know, you can piss about, you can, during car chases, you can turn the traffic lights on and have everybody ram into each other because they're all brain dead and they all just go on green. Or <laughs> you can make the stuff, like the little retractable bollards come up and stop the cars and make them crash into them instantly as you drive by. And just, there's a load of cool little things. And the problem with Watch Dogs 1 is it's fucking, like, awful. Like, the story is horrendous. The character takes itself way as, too seriously. Takes itself way too seriously. You play as a character called Aiden Pierce, whose niece dies, and it's his fault. And he becomes this broody guy. And his solution is, I'm going to murder everybody else because somebody else murdered my fucking niece. And then the story's not going to even know, like talk about how he's a brutal murderer of all these people and try and make <laughs> him still relate to his sister who he fell out with because of it and stuff like that. It's such a sh shit game. And then two kind of turned it on its head and it was like okay this is dumb what if we just have stupid fun and have it basically have its personality be hacking movies and everything from yeah. like the 90s and 2000s and have it be that kind of hacker culture kind of embrace the set. absurdity embrace it kind of mixed saints row and gta and made it like a halfway point in a way where you're not whacking each other with dildos but you're also not nitty-gritty talking about drug cartels and stuff like that you know it's like a halfway point and yeah, it's just it's like if you fun. could just control any computer in the city, what would you do? Yeah, and you have a and you can, you have a you have a drone in your backpack that you can go around with, and you have like 
you you can play that entire game as a pacifist because you're a hacker, right? So you can play it w- with a stun gun and a fucking bat on, and you can just go around beating the shit. He has like this really cool weapon which I've not seen in a game again, where it's like it's like you know it's two ball it's like two balls on a string. I don't know what it's called, but it's like it's like two ball a like bowler? metal. Yeah, he's got he's got yeah. a bowler, so he's got two balls on a string. And he's just going around like fucking whacking people with it. It's just sick. It's just such a stupid <laughs> weapon, but I love nice. it. And it's just like I say, it's just lighthearted fun. Where I was like, to me, that was it. It was kind of like that Ubisoft moment again. Of they did it, they fucked up the first one, and they kind of fixed it in two. And I was like, okay, I like Watch Dogs now. That's cool. Then no one played it because everyone hated Watch Dogs one. And then Oof. Watch Dogs three, they were like, oh, you <laughs> it know was what? the anti Assassin's Creed two effect. <laughs> and then Watch Dogs three just went a bit too shit, and it was just like it's too much like one, and the gimmick sucks. So again, yeah. if they ever made another Watch Dogs, which I doubt because Legion was so hated, yeah, um, I wouldn't play it. Watch Dogs, it's just it's the Legion definition. Sounds of... like a cool concept. It's a cool concept. Oh yeah, when I first heard it, I was okay. Like, so if it had concept. a central character and you could recruit other people, that would have probably made it much better. Because if they're all just generic people, then why would you care? You know, like it also the novelty, like the, the novelty of smacking someone around with an old lady would get old <laughs> after a while. Yeah, I mean, they kind of did it with, like, they have, like, an AI called Bagley, who is, like, kind of the, the link between everyone. Yeah. Bagley. And he's, like, this Brit, he's, like, because it's, it's in London, so he's, like, this kind of British fucking AI who's very sarcastic and dry. And it's, like, he's alright, but it's, like, it doesn't mean anything Buddies with Chadley it. from FF7 Remake. <laughs> His name is Bagley. Yeah. He's also, and also, it's just like, like I say, the, the gimmick doesn't really work because once you have a character who's good, you don't want to use anybody else. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a bit of a shit video game, to be honest. It was pretty mediocre. Wasn't a fan of it. But two is still fun. It's not like, it's, I guess I put it on my list because it's an example of taking a shit game and actually making a good one from the ideas of it. That was my kind of example. Yeah. I would not put it in like a top mm. 10, top 20, top 30 top 100 games of all time that i like right i wouldn't put it in the yeah. list <laughs> but it's a great example of taking a game that was fucking awful and had a really bad rap and going okay back to the drawing board let's make it fun and they did that it was fun i had a good time and i have a friend who likes Watch Dogs one more and to him i say you're a fucking moron because that's not true <laughs> anyway Watch Dogs round over I also right, realized that well. ever since I did that paper thing, my webcam's got a bit laggy. Hmm. Oh, well. It's fine. We'll live. Well, I guess we'll hit the better or the side of the watch or the Ubisoft coin here the other way with <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Dude, I love Assassin's Creed too. It's like my guilty pleasure. It's like yeah. people shit on Assassin's Creed all the time, but it's like Assassin's Creed 2 is like genuinely. I genuinely would put Assassin's Creed in like my top 30 games of all time, probably. I love that game. There's something good about one. Like, a lot, a lot of even these days design choices in open worlds owe it to this one. Do people always act like this? Is what I hate about like people act like Assassin's Creed has always been a franchise that's been awful. Like people always act like people always go, oh, you know what? Like Assassin's Creed, it just peaked really oh, soon. That fix it. There we go. That fixed it. Is all. <laughs> I can't get it to fix itself. Damn it. Anyway. Yeah, no, it was. It was like... Assassin's Creed was a game franchise that did, like... like, The reason people 
loved Assassin's Creed 2 because it was so fucking good. That's the thing is it's an incredible, it's a great story, again, filled with yeah. great characters. Ezio is a great main character. He man. is. There's a reason why Ezio's theme and Ezio as a character is still kind of the, the figurehead of this franchise a decade later. Yeah, not the not the normie that you're playing as throughout the, you know, all of them. Not or, Desmond or Layla yeah. or any of the other modern day characters who know. Or any of the knows. other assassins, even like no, like there are. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, there are good assassins in the franchise. Like there are other good assassins. Yeah, I'm like, sure Pirate Guy is probably great. Uh, yeah, Connor, <laughs> not Connor. What's his name? Uh, Kenway, Edward, Edward Kenway. That's it, Edward Kenway. Because yeah, because you've got Connor Kenway. You've got Connor who is technically Connor Kenway. Then you've got Haytham, and then you've got Edward. So it's Edward. <laughs> yeah. Haytham's the middle one, the Templar. Um, uh. But yeah, so Edward Kenway, who I absolutely love. Arno from Unity is probably the only good thing about Unity. Um, oh, really? And the parkour. And then Evie Fry from Syndicate is also... I like Evie. She's quite cool. Um, I think Sandra's also good in Odyssey, but I'm not really a massive fan of the new Assassin's Creed. But no, Assassin's Creed 2... Is like it, it, like we were talking with games that you mentioned, Kyle, like Melee and stuff like that. It took everything from the first game. The first game kind of felt like a tech demo, an unfinished game. Yeah, it was like a proof of concept. Proof really. of concept. And two really solidified it. And by it just, it just is. It's like the quintessential like PS3, PS3 sandbox game. game. Yeah, yeah, sandbox game. And it's just. Get it, bent Grand Theft Auto 5. It is. And it, it was that perfect <laughs> blend where the modern day still felt interesting. And it was yeah. like. The, the, yeah. And you know, there was like just such weird, like the Subject 16 stuff with the things being implanted in the Animus and you getting these really creepy things and the hints of what happened in, the, in these futuristic things that you're like, why is this here? There's like, there's so much interesting stuff. And behind it all, it's just a heartfelt story about. Uh, somebody losing their family and their like their response to that and it's yeah i like i said i love Ezio and roger craig smith is incredible and <laughs> it's honestly so in my opinion Ezio is his best performance i absolutely adore him as Ezio. the whole Ezio trilogy still holds up yeah. it doesn't matter how old they are they're like the only assassin's creed games in my eyes that still hold up to this day like assassin's creed 4 is also great but man Assassin's Creed 2 is like it's iconic for a reason and also Ezio's theme one of the best video game themes period like that that theme will forever give me chills and that I, I love that that fucking title screen at the start where him and his brother on top of the tr the on top of the tower and they're just talking about the good times and I just love the fucking line of may this never change and then it just plays the theme and it's like it's great and then everything goes downhill fucking love it great game oh god good game yeah that's exactly what are we playing one of those now things. what are we playing again <laughs> where you go back and play it again it's like oh yeah oh god I just and, oh, fucking, fucking Da Vinci and everything oh, oh great game Vinci, dude man. fucking great game so god, good when Assassin's Creed was good gonna replay it now hate myself <laughs> but I'm gonna play it. love it finish Xenoblade first no Assassin's Creed, no. <laughs> okay. Assassin's Creed 2 Let's go, Assassin's Ethan. Creed 2 for the 15th time. Let's go. I played that game <laughs> so damn much. What a game, though. Adore it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's next? Anyways, um, tell me why I should play Horizon 2. It's just Horizon 1, but better. Like, if you don't like um, Horizon 1, you're not going to like gross. Horizon 2. Yeah. <laughs> gross. I don't know. Alright, next game. The thing with Horizon 2 
is is like Horizon 2. It's been a few months since Horizon 2 came out. Yeah. And it's like, I loved Horizon 2 when it came out. But it's almost got this kind of... I like to call it like early year game syndrome, where it's like it doesn't matter how much you adore a game in the first three months of the year, even if a game that isn't as good comes out later that you also like, you're gonna think that's your game of the year. I don't know why that happens, but it's like if something comes out in January through March, it doesn't matter how fucking fantastic it is, there's gonna be a part of you that's like yeah like it's like how i'm feeling right now it's like i adored horizon i was like i remember specifically saying i'll be shocked if anything comes out this year that i think is better that will not be my game of the year and i'm sitting here playing xenoblade before xenoblade was like confirmed though no it was xenoblade was announced at that point i I was like yeah no because i hate xenoblade gameplay up until three i don't particularly enjoy (laughs) going about it so I was like, I'd be very shocked. And now I'm playing Xenoblade 3 and I'm like, I, I think I'm I think Xenoblade 3 might have taken it. Um we'll see. We'll see if it sticks to the landing. I don't know. I'm still not even I'm still probably like not even halfway through. Cringe. That's kind of how I that's kind of how I felt about Pokemon Legends Arceus. I forgot that game even came out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like... But the thing, looking back at Horizon, I'm just like, it is like such a solid video game. And again. We're talking about best sequels, so I said there was some like Assassin's Creed 2 that kind of defined a generation and kind of defined a genre. Horizon isn't that. Forbidden West isn't that. But what it does is it takes a game like Zero Dawn that was solid, that I really liked but yeah, didn't love. Really good and foundation. It fixed every single issue I had with the original game. And it's like, it didn't change anything enough to make people that didn't like the original like this new one. But man, did they change every single nitpick that I had, every single issue that I had, whether it was the extremely rough and extremely uh, stiff animations of any conversation in in Horizon Zero Dawn. Forbidden West feels like every single cutscene was like handcrafted, even though a lot of it isn't, and it's a lot of it is motion capture. It's just it's yeah. very the the facial animation is outstanding the visuals it's still one of the best looking video games i've ever played dude i honestly forgot that, like seeing the trailers and all that and it, and it being so many years since i had played zero dawn i didn't realize how much of a glow up it was it truly is and then i, I then i saw some clips of like the original game after beating forbidden west i'm like oh man okay they pulled the whole memory trick where they just made it look like i remembered the other one being yeah it is it's it's fantastic and it also it has a world that you just want to explore it's just like it has a world that's so intriguing and so enticing that you just want to explore it the cultures they introduce in this one are both interesting as far as uh the two new kind of tribes i think the new tribes that they introduce in they're more interesting than the ones in the original because you actually get, without spoiling too much, I feel like it's been six months. Calm down, guys. Um, <laughs> it actually has been six months since August. Jesus, I was like, I'm overshooting. I'm like, no, it has been six months. Jesus. No, you're right. Um, but, you know, you get to see tribes from different countries and also from a different region of the US. you kind of gone from your central kind of Americas to your West. So it's like there's different cultures and it's very different and it's a lot more mad maxi out in the west it seems and yeah you have you have your first glimpse of what the tribes over in asia look uh, 
seem to be like, which is interesting. And that's why I really hope from Horizon 3 is that it, we get to go oh, to dude. somewhere that isn't America would be my hope, that we get to go to Asia or we get to go to Europe. Horizon or, 3 yeah. World Tour. Basically, I just want to see something else. But it just, it, it fixes every problem I had to make just a solid game that, you know, it's like, I don't think, I don't know how many awards it will win. Uh, probably none because I think Elden Ring's going to sweep everything. A few less year. than it deserves. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But it's just everything about that game is just solid and it just refined everything in that video game. It's it's fantastic. And it definitely yeah. fits in uh, to my to I, the best number two was, anyway. Yeah, I really wished sure. I could get into Horizon, but the first one just wasn't doing anything for me. No, that's fair enough. It, like I say, it's also the thing with those kind of open world games is why I hate most open world games nowadays is the mixture of RPG mechanics into open worlds where it's like, mm. you must do some side shit to progress. I miss like, I miss the old days. Like Watch Dogs <laughs> is a great example of that. Watch Dogs 2 is a great example. Assassin's Creed 2 is a great example of that. Where it was just, you want to play the main story? Just do the fucking main story. We're not going to limit anything off based on your power level or your level <laughs> requirements. Yeah. Do what you want. That's what I miss. Because that stuff, I feel like a lot of that feels like bloatware in a way where it's just kind of forcing you yeah, to engage sure. in the other content. And I don't want to do that. You know? It's, 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 it's dumb. It's like I was playing Ghost of Tsushima the other week and I just fucking ran through the main story and I'm like, you know what? This is a lot more enjoyable uh, if you just got to play the story over it just by itself. It's, it's almost like Ghost of Tsushima would have been more fun in general if they would have truncated it a little bit. Oh, 100%. Give it me a cool samurai action game. If it wasn't an open world game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Anyway, that's that. Do I have any other open world games on here? Oh shit, I do. Wow. You sure Red do. Dead. Do I get that one out of the way? Yeah, Might tell well. me tell me what's up with Red Dead Redemption 2. It's iterative again. It's like Red Dead 1 is still my favorite. I adore Red Dead yeah. 1. Red Dead 1 has a special place in my heart. But Red Dead 2 is like stupid. And what I mean by that <laughs> is like I hate the fact that this game was crunched to death and a load of people did far too many hours God, to do insane. things that were so fucking arbitrary it's unreal but also then i'm also blown away by how fucking intricate and detailed and everything is in that game and it's the just details like, in this game are like the game development equivalent of owning a mega yacht or something like yeah it's completely unnecessary, unnecessary. <laughs> but i think the thing that this game does back like i feel the thing that this game does better is world design and just how the world feels like you know it feels like a world that's lived in it doesn't feel like a open world i don't consider red dead redemption 2 an open world game in a way it is a story where i am traversing that like i'm going through this world and yeah it very much is there's the objective markers and there's the side quests and stuff like that but it doesn't feel like an open world because I'm not playing it like that. I'm living in this world, and it's like someone will be like, "Meet me mean. in Valentine," and I'm like, like, "Okay, let's head to Valentine." Then I'm not going. Okay, there's an objective in Valentine, but there's a side quest here and a thing there. Let's do all this and round it up. I'm just living in that world, and it's very rare 
for me to play a game like that. It's even like, let's talk about, let's bring Xenoblade <laughs> 3 up again. Like, I'm playing yeah. Xenoblade 3, I'm loving the shit out of it, but I'm also playing it like a video game-ass video game. I'm going side quest here, side quest there, back to Colony 9, let's see if there's a side quest there. Hello, Gamma, any side quests there? Let's do that side quest instead of the main story. Whereas in Red Dead, I'm just stumbling <laughs> upon things and just going with the, I'm, the game takes you for that ride and I'm just doing it. And it's almost like, I'm not side quest hunting. I'm not going, okay, I need these collectibles. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm just living in it because the world feels like it's lived in. It feels like a real place. Uh, also, yeah. the story of Red Dead Redemption 2 is fantastic. And it's like, if you have played GTA games and you're like, why do people like like think Rockstar and Incredible Storytellers like I used to think because I used to play GTA and I was like, GTA stories are fine, but there's nothing groundbreaking <laughs> here. Red Dead 1 and in particularly Red Dead 2 are master classes of storytelling. Like they're phenomenal stories and the performances. The little bit I know about it as far as the story goes, there's a lot to just recontextualize the first game to just make it even more depressing. It does. <laughs> it, I, I feel like that's the job of a good prequel stroke sequel. Um, yeah. Is if it recontextualizes the original in such a way that it affects the way you view it and not necessarily in a negative way, but it enhances the way that that game's played. I feel like it does an incredible job. I wish that one day we get a remake of red dead one. I truly oh, do cool. just because of how fucking great red dead two is. If you would have told red me dead before redemption part one, Basically, uh, <laughs> or they call it Red Dead Redemption Actual Two. Like I don't know. Like get it, rename, do a remake of Red Dead Two. Call it Red Dead Redemption, and then call Red Dead One Red Dead Two now, so they're in the right order. I don't know, but just it's just Red Dead everybody. Revolver Two. <laughs> <laughs> Red Dead is just Red Dead Two is just fantastic, and the characters are fantastic, and the world is incredible. It still has those open world tropes. It still has those dog shit rock star controls. But there's just something about it that is just unreal. Like genuinely. I, I it's a game that I want to replay one day, but also I was kind of hoping there'd be a next gen patch. But now we know Rockstar doesn't give a shit about Red Dead 2 anymore. They're just gonna mm. make GTA six and just leave us all to cry. So, you know, maybe <sighs> I'll play it again soon. But oh well. Fantastic game. Please bring Red Dead One to PS4. Please, I'll take the original. Just please, just give us it because more people deserve to play Red Dead One because it's fantastic as well. Honestly, I would give it a try if it was presented to me. Dude, it's good. It it's good. It's fantastic. Although to be fair, you can also just play two first as well because they're both fantastic. And they no, they did was, the that was my next question. They they did a good job with Red Dead Two where they assume that you know nothing. My friend played them in the order of two and one. And cool. if anything, yeah. it's, it's it's similar to Xenoblade in a way where you can very much play either or and playing either or first will impact the way you feel about different ones. Characters show up in Red Dead 1 that are in Red Dead 2. If, you're, if you've played Red Dead 1 first, it's interesting to see the backstory and where everything mm. was and how people were. And I'm sure if you play Red Dead 1 first, it's interesting to see how everything's fucked up and how everything's moved on. Um, but no, they can both be played. But also, it is, it's an open world, but also, again, Red Dead 2, you can just golden path it if you feel like it. You can just go through the story. It's a long-ass story, though, so be prepared for a long-ass story. 
Yeah. I'm not looking for a long game right now. Yeah, it's long as shit. Unfortunately. They are long as shit. Um, but yeah, good game, regardless. Anyway, what's left? I feel like... Oh, I can rapid fire the rest of these, dude. I can rapid fire the rest of these. Slide 2. I'll do slide 2 quickly, because we talked about slide 3 earlier. The reason I picked slide 2 was, again, slide 1 created the franchise, slide 2, like... Expanded. defined the franchise yeah it, it set what sly is and what the other three games were and it's just fantastic there's not really much to add to what we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier um again coin flip on which game i think is the best but sly 2 is fantastic it's a good also, set of worlds and a good way to cl- to cap off the clockwork arc also just to think yeah nev- like i've never seen a 3d platformer as long as sly 2 like i genuinely yeah. haven't Slide 2 is a mammoth video game. There's eight it's episodes. so long. There are eight episodes, and each one's three to four hours long. I've never seen a Jeez. 3D platformer this long. And now, I didn't ever think about it as a kid, but now I'm You'd have to, like, squeeze like, Mario Odyssey for everything it's worth. Genuinely, oh, it's like a linear 3D Donkey platformer. Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> like, like, Slide 2, like, is crazy. Yeah. I replayed it. I'm looking it up at how long to beat. Yeah. How long to beat Sly 2 Band of Thieves? Main story, on average, that's just Golden Pathing. 15 hours. Jeez. For a 3D platformer. That is long for a 3D platformer. That's just the main story as well. Bang for your buck right there, dude. Like, genuinely. What a long-ass game, but good. Fantastic. Mm. Love that game. Then you have the clue bottles you can also get. I know. 30 in each world, and it's... Go on a fun little scavenger hunt. Actually, I must have done it because I bet you crazy. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, I did. Fucking well, there's Dude, one last. When you you're just like when you played that game, did you, did you were you like phantom hearing the little tink yeah, tink ding, tink ding, of the bottle ding, rocking like, back I think and I can forth? I can think I can hear. I think I can hear. You go crazy because you're sitting there. You're like I've been looking for this thing for thirty minutes. <laughs> okay, not just me. Good to yeah. know. You go to especially sleep in... and wake up later in a cold sweat, hearing the tink tink tink. It especially <laughs> happens in Paris in the first level. I don't yep. know why. Def- I think there's something in Paris. Do you know what it is? I think, you know, the little lights that are hanging between the roofs? I think mm. they also, like, go bre- like blow in the wind, so it's like everything's just, like, out to get you in that level. But no. That makes sense. Slide 2 is fantastic. It's a really um, good I game. I thought I'd mention I it. super underrated that when I was a kid, but yeah, I've come yeah. around on it. Super underrated, period. Anyway. We've got two left. Which one do you want to talk about? Bruno. Spyro 2. It's like a childhood game to me, that is. Yeah, like, Gateway to Glimmer. Gateway to you... Glimmer. Yeah. That is what Gateway <laughs> to Glimmer. It. Yeah, that's what it was called. But no, Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage, I guess. Um, <laughs> again, I just think that the thing with 3D platformers a lot of the time is one's the concept, two's defining it and refining it, and then three is we've done that, let's go a bit crazy and make a game that's probably not as good. And I feel like yeah. that's the thing that Crash went through it. You know, to some people, Sly and Ratchet went... Th- Ratchet definitely went through it, in my opinion. I love Ratchet 2. Ratchet 2 is such an underrated game. I've got to put that in. People love Ratchet 3. Fuck no, Ratchet 2 is the better game. Sit in the bin. The only good thing <laughs> about Ratchet 3, the Courtney Gears song. Dude, what a bop, dude. Greatest. If we ever do best songs in video games, dude, that shit's coming. Oh, off. just specifically songs specifically instead of sounds. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, specifically that'll be a good songs. one. Courtney Gears. <laughs> Let's see if we make it four weeks before we use that one. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> that'd be oh, funny man. if we didn't do it so soon but no courtney gives the soundtrack fantastic but it's like three platformers seem to do a two's the past three is a bit except for jack jack did the opposite where two's the worst like jesus christ jack and dax oh, what yeah. a fuck up that was jack three's better than jack two and jack one's the best who knew but no spyro spyro to me i think two is the perfect middle ground i love one i think one's a great collector fun but two to me is like it's like that mixture it has the story it has the world building it just has excellent levels and then it also has the variety spyro one is very much spyro where it's you do nothing yeah. but collect gems run around the levels each and every one of them whereas spyro 2 has the orb challenges and it has different things in the level and people to talk to and people to interact with and powers and coming back it's just to me it's just a fantastic platformer and you know again just it just refined what what they did in one and just made it better in my opinion i also it's like i don't know i just have a lot of respect for that game Speedruns are pretty Which, dope. I love speedruns of that game. I love how they break into they can break into all the bosses so they get straight to Dragon Shores, get the fire breath, and then do every level of fire breath. It's just a really cool speedrun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now which is the one where he rides a skateboard? Three. Ah. Mm-hmm. Also, I love Spyro 3. People talk people always shit on Spyro 3, and to them I say that Spyro 3 is better at the random bullshit than Crash 3 is. I think Spyro yeah. 3 is a better game than Crash 3. Although the remake version is a bit shit. <laughs> and then, finally, I'll, I'll quickly rush through this, because we've talked about The Last of Us Part 2 to death at this point. Uh, we have a whole spoiler cast about it. Yeah. I'm not on it. All we I'll have say... a whole first impressions episode the week before that Kyle was, was also absent for. Oh, cool. Perfect. Oh, I was dope. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Hunter remembers the lore. I remember. I was like, you. I was about. To, you were about to say you as well. I'm like, I swear, Kyle wasn't in that one either. Um, but no, the thing with Last of Us Part Did Two. Did you just talk about Last of Us in that one? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's back in and the day when the we stretch those week. topics. Yeah, we did back to back. We stretched that. Dude. We stretched it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Not one of my highlight episodes, I don't think. I don't think those those episodes are all right, right. but it's a bit kind of dumb. Also, I hadn't fully finished the game yet, and I took it. I took someone's internet spoiler as like bait, and it was not true. And it was like one of those things where I was like, I should not. That's what I remember when you were talking about. That's the one thing I remember about that is I hadn't got to the. I was still in the alley section when we did the first impressions, and someone had mentioned how there was a like. The, obviously there was uh, a trans character called lev in last of us part two and everybody had just heard the words trans and in the abby side so a lot of people on the internet were spreading the misinformation that abby was trans because i hadn't got to know abby yet i was like abby's trans dude and i was like no you're an idiot and you should never listen to twitter and i'm like lesson learned, dude never listen to twitter <laughs> that's just a rule of thumb though. and never talk to it yeah, just just don't do it, dude. Don't do it. It wasn't worth it. One idiot I was. But no, Last of Us Part 2, whether you like or hate the story, I don't think it's a Kingdom Hearts 2 situation where the gameplay is better in every single way. <laughs> yeah, can't. the gameplay is better <laughs> in every way possible. You can crouch, you can duck, you can fight, you can instigate fights between zombies and humans. Yeah, it's just this... You'd... it's. It's a better game in every way. If you hate or like the story, or if you think that Last of Us Part 1 has a better story, that's perfectly fine. But in terms of sequels, in terms of gameplay, I don't think there's anything that is worse than Last of Us Part 1. Um, part 2 compared yeah. to Part 1. 
you don't have goofy sections in water where you have to go get like a pallet for Ellie to climb on so you can push her to shore or whatever. Yeah. God. That's one of those things when I think about potentially ever playing the first game again, like, man, that part, those parts are going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like I say, everything's great. It's a fantastic game, especially if you weren't playing it during uh, 2020. Where yeah. Twitter if you weren't playing it when place. it came out. Yeah. It's, it's way better and if you're not an idiot like people... me, where you read Twitter and go, you know what? They're probably telling the truth about The Last of Us Part 2 and say it in a podcast <laughs> like an idiot. Top yeah. 10 moments. If you're ever wondering, hey, I wonder what. If if you guys could delete one episode, what episode are you going to ever delete? I'm like, that one, because I was an idiot in it, and I listened to Twitter. <laughs> I listened to Twitter, but I also accept that I was an idiot, and I was wrong, and I will stand by myself being an idiot. Oh, well. I'll live. And now I've brought it back up in a later episode. Oh, who cares? <laughs> it's two years ago. Podcast yeah. was done. So I, actually, I actually did just go through like, our Six our people backlog. heard it. Yeah. yeah, I just went back through our backlog, and that was even before we were using webcams. It was. Yeah, it was. So. Good old Zencaster. Ah. It was, and if I yeah, and if I think I'm I, if I think I'm correct, I was that embarrassed about getting it wrong and being an idiot that I think I went back into YouTube editor and edited that bit out, so it might not actually really? be on the YouTube. Yeah, I, I know was, you I put up because I felt fucking terrible because I listened to Twitter instead of actually doing research. I was like, I thought I was like, I'm an idiot, so I put a comment up and I ed- edited it on YouTube editor, like because I was like, yeah, that's a bad mistake, and that's my bad for listening to Twitter. Yeah, and my number one rule now is if you haven't played it yourself Ethan don't fucking talk about it that was what I learned from that episode was when we're doing first impressions or we're doing shit if I don't know <laughs> shut the fuck up don't listen to Twitter Yeah, and now you know again though just good rule of thumb good rule of thumb <laughs> dude yeah and like I say, it was early days Delete in the podcast. Delete Twitter if you don't need it. It also, Like I say, guys, it was Truthfully. early days in the podcast. It was episode 14. It was like, we've yeah, learned a lot since then. Yeah, we're a bit more entertaining now. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, I feel like a three-year rule. I think as soon as a, series, a season ends its third year, we just start deleting. We're like, goodbye. Like, hi, <laughs> the... You've got three years to watch the episode or it's gone forever. We'll, we'll stick them in the HGO vault like Disney. Get in and there. And then sell like them it. back to you for Patreon later. I'm On only HGO kidding. Max. Yeah. HGO Max, dude, exactly. Oh, I guess we'll have to do another episode of five spoiler cast. What a tragedy. Oh, man. It's all good. Anyway. I mean, we've been talking about that idea for years. I'm just saying October might be a good time to do that if we do. <laughs> just saying. It would be. I love how we're talking about this on the podcast. You know, if you got to this point in the podcast, you're, you're <laughs> a real one, okay? You're the kind of people that stay in the Hunter, yeah. are you shocked? You're the last one. So let's Not really. This. It seems like this happens 50% of the time. It's always... The, why is Hunter always last? Like, it's always... Oh, well. Let's do this, because I'm already seeing that we're, like, 1 hour 44, and I'm like, the classic 3 by 3 strikes again, where we're going to be at least 2 hours deep once again. I told you, dude. Dude, I wish I had more sleep. (laughs) I wish I had slept more. Anyway. Do you want me to give you the countdown then? Yeah, sure. Three, two, one. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Is that a Smash Bros game? That's pretty crazy. All right, so we've got left to right, top down. 
Dark Cloud 2, or as people call it in Ethan's land, Dark Chronicle. <laughs> Soul Calibur 2. Miles Edgeworth and Ace Attorney Investigations 2. Silent Hill 2. Metal Gear Solid 2. Portal 2. Super Smash Bros. Melee. Onimusha 2. And God of War 2. Right, so I've got two questions from the start of this, right? My first What's question up? is, uh, do you have anything to add to the Melee conversation? Uh, and then uh, I just want you to know, because I don't want to take after this, I want to know what the fuck that Ace Attorney game is. So let's talk about Melee first. Let's get those <laughs> three thoughts out there, and then what the fuck is Miles Morales' Ace Attorney? Miles uh, Morales. Right. Spider-Man well, okay. crossover Smash I never Melee, I respect <laughs> a lot, because it did just take what was cool about, you know, the first game and made it better by adding more characters. You added a side special move. That was nice. It's really weird to go back and play N64 and not do that. I forgot they did that. Um, uh, The adventure (laughs) mode was really cool and novel. And I feel like that's probably, I feel like the single player in melee is probably the best it's been in the series, to be honest. Genuinely. Like, in Smash event match was so it, good. Event the event matches were cool. Brawls subspace emissary thing kind of got I, it was only good once. So yeah. Uh, and then in Smash Four, I was hardly ever motivated to play that on my own. And you know, in Ultimate, they had the World of Light, which went on way too long. Was too long, and yeah, it, unlike emissary, it was not even good once. It was good for a third. And as, then someone, bad. as someone who hundred percented it, it was a mistake. Why did Don't I hundred percent it? That's what I want to know. Is why did I hundred percent it? Oh my god, good question. But yeah, why melee was you? just a fun time, and I have a lot of positive memories associated with like the summers that I was hanging out with my buddy, playing that game and discovering things about it. Giga Bowser, the first time I got that to happen, is a core memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, melee is it, always the interesting one to me because uh, here we go, right? Safe place, safe circle. With two hours in, like an hour, <laughs> nearly two hours in. Uh, you just talked about The Last of Us too. You I've got nothing to about, lose. I, I opened up about how I made a fuck up like a hundred episodes ago that I could have very easily have never brought up and no one would be the wiser. Um, but uh, I've never played Melee. It's the only Smash game I've never even touched. Like I played 64 on emulators in uh, IT class pissing about. I played Brawl at a friend's house once or twice. I owned 4 and Ultimate, but I've never played Melee. Like to this day, not even touched it. Never touched oh. Melee. Because GameCubes nice. are for nerds, and fuck you all, I'm a Chad, baby. Let's go. Uh, like, Melee wouldn't do anything for you. No, I don't yeah, think I, I, feel like, I feel like you'd try and move and be like, why are, why are all these characters so heavy? Probably. Also, it's just like, like I say, there's no nostalgia there. So yeah, I like, feel like it's a bit like the Mario 64 effect where everybody loves Mario 64 and I don't because I, I feel like this game holds up a bit better than old. Mario 64 probably. to be oh, fair. It does. Yeah, definitely. It yeah. probably definitely does. But at the same time, I won't love it as much as everybody else because I will be playing it as a 24 year old in the year 2022. Not. Yeah, the things that were cool and novel. Five year old. Not an eight year old in the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. All right, oh, wow. so moving on from Melee into Miles Edgeworth Investigations 2. What the fuck is that? I've never heard right. of that. It's not real. Yeah, okay. Edgeworth got his own <laughs> spin-off games. Edgeworth no, he is... fucking didn't. Who the fuck's yeah, Edgeworth? Edgeworth is like... Is he's, he's, he's a fan favorite. He's he the main prosecutor of the first game. He said best sequels, and you're here making shit up. You're like, derpy <laughs> derpy's Ace Attorney. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, everybody so, remembers Gregory Schmutz from Ace Attorney 3 while he got his own spin-off People like Edgeworth more than they like Phoenix. He's more popular than the main character. He's not real. I've never fucking heard of him. He's not real. I'm not heard of him. dude. You chaff shit. <laughs> this has got to be the stinger. Oh man, it's gotta anyway. be. I'm, t- I'm writing the time stop down <laughs> right now. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so Miles Edgeworth, <laughs> famous for being the prosecutor in the first game, has a really cool arc throughout like the whole original trilogy. He got his own spinoffs for the DS. This one never got released outside of Japan, but the, someone translated oh, it, and that explains uh, that. it makes oh, me real go. sad. Yeah, the, the first game got really the mile. The first Miles Edgeworth game did get uh, released outside into the like everyone else could play it, but that one wasn't that good. Like it it's really, <laughs> it's really funny because like Edgeworth two top three in the series, uh, Miles Edgeworth one like bottom three. <laughs> And it's not because it's particular. It's not because that one was particularly bad. It just wasn't like that good either. But the only memorable case was the one at the end, and the second one I remember specifically just because it took place on like a plane. So that was interesting, (laughs) and it stuck out for that reason. But Edgeworth Two, the whole thing, like most of Ace Attorney games, like the chapters and cases take place. uh, kind of almost episodically where they don't necessarily feed into each other the later you get in the series the more they might uh draw on something you might have known if you played Mm -hmm. a previous one or something but this one tells a really cool and interesting story with each chapter of the game feeding into the mystery overall in a way that's awesome and like from case three forward like the other two are really solid setups the third case will stick in my head better than like some of the games in like the third in the second half of the series in general. Um, that yeah. one's really good, and then the way that they conclude it with the last chapter is fantastic. And they add like gameplay elements that are cool too, like uh, logic chess. Essentially, is a cool stylized way of your rebuttals and stuff feeding into each other. They built on the Edgeworth's evidence the way the evidence works in that game you kind of like take the evidence and you also put together put it together with like a notion that he has in a way that's neat so yeah miles edgeworth too right in this game no no? he's not this is edgeworth off edgeworth is off doing edgeworth things this is cool yeah it's a fun time it and like i think this came out after Apollo Justice, so a bunch of characters that you just don't see in the later half of the series show up. So that's nice, because, like, Gumshoe isn't in Apollo Justice, or, well, he has a cameo and a flashback, but he isn't in that, or Dual Destinies, or Spirit of Justice. And Francisca Von Karma isn't in those either, and she shows up here. So a bunch of people you didn't get to see would be making fun little returns in this game. It's not real. I, <laughs> I almost picked the Great Ace Attorney too for this, but it's a real I, game. Yeah, I played that one. That I, was real. I played, but I played that in like I played it as one thing is the problem. So I felt weird separating those because that is literally those two are part of the same story. So instead, you decided to make up a random game. That <laughs> <have been. laughs> 
Yeah, I can't believe Hunter invented the game and made artwork for it. I made the artwork. This is this is as bad as Metroid Dread. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, these characters do look like if someone on Twitter went and had a field day and made some characters. Like, look, dude, someone made Robbie Damon as an Ace Attorney character. Someone <laughs> made fucking. <laughs> it does look like a what if scenario, but fair enough. I'll accept that someone it's a put video it in my game. Lysander from Pokemon X and Y. Yeah, dude. Which one's that? The one way in the back with the stupid hair. Uh, and the fur yeah, coat. True, true. Oh, oh, did you hate it on Lang? Lang's cool. I don't know their names. Anyway, Kyle, yeah. you pick you one of these. You could have made that up. I believe I, uh, Ethan thinks I made everything up. <laughs> it's all made up, dude. He probably I believe Ethan. Ours, dude. Yeah, commission. Dude, there's no way there's a video <laughs> game called Ace Attorney Miles Edgeworth Investigations, dude. That is not real. Investigations Prosecutor's too. Path. There's a subtitle. Oh my <laughs> God. Wrong. Anyway, Kyle, Wrong. pick something else to bully him over. <laughs> Oh man! We can talk about the old God of War, right? Oh, now. God of right, War so too. Hear me out. I think it's a very bold move, Hunter, to put a Ragnarok on your list because you know, <laughs> it it's, not out out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not out That's yet. Yeah, it's not out yet. That was me. there's only one God of War game. So yeah, everyone knows. All right, this. so God of War two was cool because like it it does what we've talked about good sequels doing, where it basically takes what worked in the gameplay and refines it like the the only thing that's better in the first game about it is the story as far as the level design in this one the cool like quick time event finishers in this one and just the way it feels to play in general are so much better in god of war 2 it adds like sub weapons that you know are novel i never use them for more than a combo or two in between like smacking things around with the blades of chaos the Mm -hmm. uh the magic is cool in this one compared to like the only thing I liked in the first game was Poseidon's Rage and I feel like I used the magic moves in this one a bit more so that's nice uh, the first boss battle in this game is so good the Colossus mm. of Rhodes you fight him you're like he basically takes up the whole first level you're fighting him like intermittently and it just wraps up really nicely it's a really yeah, good like showpiece it's, cool... it's a really good showpiece for like God of War knows how to put its best foot forward with the first boss battles in like every game honestly <laughs> because Poseidon and 3 was the best part of that one and then the Hydro was the best fight in the other one yeah. 2 is an interesting game because it's like you know, it's a PS2 game that came out after the PS3. It's the like swan song weird, of the PS2. You know, like, it came weird, out in 2007. Yeah. It's such a weird game. Yeah. yeah. It came out wow. a year after the PS3 came out. Like, it was, it was, it truly, and they didn't do a cross gen thing. They didn't make a version for PS3. No. It was solely a PS2 game. And it's so just, was it's God always of War a little... 3 on PS3? Yeah, yeah. it came out in oh. 2010. Three and a half like... uh, the PS3 ones. I had yeah. it in my head that the whole trilogy was on PS2. They did do a <laughs> they did an HD collection for one and, one two, and two, and then later they did like this whole saga bundle where they had, this was still in the PS3 era where they gave you the PSP games too. It was wacky. <laughs> I always think huh. it's interesting but that yeah. they did a remaster of three and not one and two as well. That's always been weird to it me is, that for the PS4. I think that's I think that I think they did that just because it was probably. I don't know. 
You see, they probably think that they, they did it the, easier. Yeah, but also it was the PS3 one, and PS3 games are notorious for port like for yeah, conversion, it's, so it's like it was very weird. Choice. I know, but like the weird, the weirdest part about the whole PS3 games that are stranded is that not every PS3 game got stranded. There were a bunch of games that got brought over to the PS4, yeah. like Mass Effect or not Mass Effect, uh, Bioshock and Arkham and such so it's just weird when things like metal gear solid 4 and dead red space dead redemption. are stuck red i still dead don't redemption understand how red dead Re- do you know what do you know what pisses me off the most about red dead redemption is red dead redemption is a third party video game that did not get a pc release so that game is genuinely <laughs> trapped on ps3 and xbox luckily xbox is backwards compatible and red dead one is on series x like it got a 4k patch and everything so it's like yeah. on xbox you can at least play it yeah. it's trapped on ps3 and there's no pc version i'm like how do games get stuck on on, on the ps3 of all fucking consoles <laughs> to get stuck on the ps i know right like oh all those got exclusives the ratchet trilogy fucking gone future trilogy f- stay there stay dead on ps3 sly 4 stay dead on ps3 Dragon Age, Metal Gear Four, Four. stay dead. Like sit down. It's like why? Why? House. Yeah, so many good games. Anyway, but yeah, God of War Two is. I think I think of the original three. It is like my favorite of them because it's like this. So three hit a sweet spot with the gameplay that felt the best Mm. as far as like moment to moment, but it wasn't such an improvement that God of War two felt weird to go back to. And I like the overall level design and just the way it flows into itself better into. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a common theme though as well. You know, I feel like, cause it's like, you know, when Corey Barlog came back for 2018 Everybody was kind of like, here we go, return of the king kind of moment. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. everybody has a soft spot for two. Yeah, I think people, I think it was probably the fan favorite for 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good game. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, what is next? I also love how you failed to crop that properly on God of War 2. Oh, right shoot. Okay, right. I'll, I'll fix that. Yeah, you Later. better. You better. That's, that's what it said to me. <laughs> I see it now. Oops. <laughs> um, Good job, Hunter. Let's, let's Dude, he was too busy making Miles Edgeworth. Yeah, I was, I was editing this while I was game. playing. <laughs> I was editing this image while I was playing video games with my brother I just earlier. Right. So, so like, this is Dark between... Chronicle 2. Dark whatever Dark 2. Chronicle is what it was called. It's Dark Cloud 2. I picked was, the so European. Dark... Why did you pick the European of all? Because it was the better image. All of the ones for Dark Cloud 2 were like pixels, man. Okay, I don't know yeah. why this one had the better. So was Dark Cloud one I... called Dark Cloud in Europe then, and then they called the second one Dark Cloud. I, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Interesting. Interesting take. You want me to talk about this one then? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> no. Dark Dark Cloud two. <laughs> Dark Cloud two. Um, I don't necessarily like this one more than Dark Cloud. Uh, I think, but it does undoubtedly do the gameplay of the first game substantially better. Because th- there was a whole bunch of quality of life improvements in this one. Like, weapons don't break forever when you <laughs> lose their durability. That happened in the first game, and it was always really sad when the thing that I would spend hours upgrading just was gone. Poof. I do one combo, and a rock blocks it, and 
hours of work disappear. In this game, they just stop doing damage until you repair them, which is much better. Thank you. The first game had a the first game had a thirst meter that wasn't that hard to keep tabs on, but could get kind of annoying. JRPG having a thirst meter. I thought that <laughs> happened automatically, guys. I mean, come on, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> but yeah, so like you it can wasn't tell the recording's going on too long, so it wasn't a problem. We'll it's that three a.m. part where Ethan loses his after mind. you, like. Dark Cloud 1's main problem was that the difficulty was super front-loaded because your resources were kneecapped <laughs> in yeah. the beginning. And once like you, earthbound. uh, once you, uh, get to like uh, the swing of things, it's smooth sailing, but yeah. And then Dark Cloud 2, you had two central characters that got developed over time rather than every new area you went to. It was rolling the dice on whether they were interesting and join the party member that joins you is interesting and they also quit mattering to the story after you get them except for uh except for osmond in the first game kept being important for a little bit but yeah so in general it just managed to take everything that the first game did and add to it and make it better to better feeling at least i like the first game's story more and i think it's music is better by just a hair and that's why i prefer it i always lose steam when I play this one, it's like after chapter five, the story becomes intolerable. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. Kyle, where are we going next? Soul Calibur 2. All oh, right. Good. I know so... nothing. Time to sleep. Ah, it's okay, Soul I've Cal- played this. Soul Calibur 2 is my favorite in the series, probably because like I played the GameCube version. You could play as Link in that version, so it was pretty swanky. He had a really great grab move where he'd like front flip over someone's arm and like smack him off the ledge <laughs> if you did it right, because it was super busted. It was great. But in general, it took the bones of I've I didn't spend that much time in Soul Calibur 1. Honestly, I think I might have only have played that in passing at arcades and just done like a ladder with a character or two here and there, but you know, it still felt good. This improved on it, expanded the roster. Some fan favorites like Raphael <laughs> were introduced in this one. He is fantastic. They have this he's cool, yeah, he's great. He's my favorite that isn't Link in this game. Um, <laughs> the, on top of the uh, regular arcade modes with the you know, endings for each character and all that, they have. A adventure kind of mode which is kind of like this au thing where they're telling the story of the two swords you know soul edge and soul caliber uh but and they're using like the characters as stand-ins for they're using the characters in like soul caliber's lore as stand-ins for the characters that they're telling the story with you know mm-hmm. so it's real neat and you can like unlock more weapons for each person that way and it was a fun time uh, the cool thing about that mode is that the weapons you unlock, you can bring them back with you into like, you'll have like arcade extra mode where suddenly <laughs> you're, you're like busted soul edge weapon you can use on the arcade mode. And it's a lot of fun. I really like this one and the music in it undefeated. It was pretty solid. I played this for the first time in 2019. <laughs> That's oh, a bad frame for college please. Twenty twenty before COVID hit, I played that at college with some friends. Oh, nice. Uh, Which version did they have? They they had the GameCube one. Ah, uh, they had the. Best I, version. I feel like everybody owned the GameCube one. <laughs> I had the GameCube version first, and then like my brother, 
I forget if he was borrowing that GameCube for a really long time or if <laughs> he um, just gave the GameCube. Is he still he... borrowing it? No, no. Like we lost the GameCube it oh. vanished eventually. Oh. And I don't remember if it was on a very long loan or if he just gave the one that he had himself away. <laughs> but, you know, it didn't matter at that point because we had a Wii. But mm. uh, but anyways, yeah, I played Soul Calibur 2 post playing soul Calibur six and I, frankly soul Calibur two holds up a yeah lot of a lot of what i did in soul Calibur six carried over into this game too well, like the one which thing is weird yeah yeah the one thing that soul Calibur six has on two is the fact that you can create a character yourself to be in mm. the story mode hmm. like aside from that like Soul Calibur 2 is still fantastic. And you know the weird thing about that is I don't remember when they started character creation. I don't know if it was 3 I think or it was, 4. I think it was 3. Okay, and I didn't play 3, so I don't know if they had an adventure mode in that one. But there was no like adventure mode in 4. There was an arcade mode, and then there was like a challenge tower. But that mm. was not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking all I'm learning is I missed out as a kid never owning a fighting game in my life. I feel like that's what I've learned. Jeez. My first fighting look at, look game that I owned. Now. Dude, no, I hate fighting games now. I'm too old. <laughs> Just the, the learning Not and all that, the skill gap. I'm like, eh, oh, dude, Soul, Ca- Capcom dude 3. Soul Calibur it can be relatively monkey brain if you're not playing against oh, yeah. anyone who knows what they're yeah, doing. Like, like, slap you. Just give you a night. Just let you play as Nightmare and smack people around. Or Raphael is literally stab people really fast. <laughs> that's all you do it's great he does cool flippy kicks I'm, yeah, just, I'm just re- i'm just resigning to being old and not ever playing fighting games properly to be honest. I've, I've just given up on that home like I say my first fighting game was smash 4 that i owned myself oh man i was, I was 16 two years old also has the best fighting game intro i've ever seen in my life oh it's beautiful nice yeah that's a work of art right there sure is man oh so good okay i think i've said uh, everything i've got about it cool so uh onimusha 2 onimusha 2 all right this one is fun because they refuse to acknowledge the series that's what you think so- i refuse to acknowledge the series <laughs> I'm surprised you don't think i made that one up because onimusha no, sounds like a way more I've heard it up before yeah. Uh, who hasn't right. heard of Onimusha? Am I right, guys? That's not fair. Yeah, Don't let that that's Ace a classic. That's fucking yeah. It's it's one of them. Mom played Onimusha too. Mm. All right, so Onimusha two was cool mostly because it kind of played pretty similarly to uh, the first game. As far as <laughs> this is before they had the three D control, like they didn't have analog control for these games until three. But... Oh no. It doesn't feel as bad as like a Resident, an old Resident Evil game because he strafes if you just push the side buttons, so it's fine because you just still move. You can like shuffle or you, you do a little shuffle thing while you're targeted on the things, and it's fine. You know, it plays pretty similarly to the first game as far as the moment-to-moment things. What I really like about this one is that it is rather experimental in the beginning, where the first few hours of the game you're, t- you're like playing in this mining town where these demons have swarmed the mine and it's upsetting people. And you're trying to like find these orbs that will give you the magic Onimusha power, essentially. (laughs) 
And while you're doing that, I'm, oh, they said the thing. They I'm paraphrasing. Title drop. They did the thing. I don't know the if they thing. ever actually say the thing. There they is said what is the called thing. No, they said there it. is what is called the Oni. It's like a tribe of people in this game. Yeah, I know. And the other yeah. tribe, the Musha. Yeah, the Musha are not there, but. Anyway, so in the first couple of hours, you meet a few people and you can like purchase items and give them gifts and stuff. And how you do that will influence who shows up to help you later. And it's it's a really cool idea, especially for a game that came out in like 2002 to implement <laughs> it in like a kind of hack and slash game. Because these characters are more interesting than uh, your side characters, anyway, are more interesting than your buddy that you had tagging along with you in the first game. Uh, Jubei, the main character, Jubei Yagyu, is not super great, but like the other guys, there was a dude with a gun that was pretty sweet. There was a ninja. <laughs> um, there was a bald monk who liked to drink a lot. They were all goofy and classic. fun. <laughs> yeah, they were they were goofy and fun in their own ways, and. If you knew what you were doing when you played or like on a replay, you could get all of them to show up and help you and do all of their little little branches. Um, but chances are you weren't going to be able to do that the first time. So it was kind of like pick who you like and they'll be your buddy for the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of this, they managed to do old Capcom level design is fantastic. And they managed to pull it off in a way that, you know, every area felt like they had it there were like sectioned off areas that felt like actual cool unique locations and they managed to expand on the first game basically had you in like a feudal japanese mansion castle kind of deal with a couple of side paths and this one had like like three or four of those essentially not exactly feudal Jap japanese castles but like four big areas like that that all felt really cool and unique from each other mm. So yeah, Onimusha 2. I wish they ported the first game to PS4 like three or four years ago. And I really was hoping that they were going to get to 2 and 3. And maybe if they were feeling especially generous, the fourth game that no one remembers exists. <laughs> no one. Oh, right. The fourth one was my favorite. Yeah, yeah same. Classic. <laughs> What's it With called? With the Oni and the Musha? Oni called Musha Oni 4. Musha 4. Yeah, no, there was no number in it. It was called Oni Musha Dawn of Dreams. No, but the, no, but the fans call it Oni Musha 4 because we... Oni we like, Musha we like 4, parentheses, yeah. the fourth one. Yeah. yeah. We like to call or it Oni Musha 4 or the fourth Oni Musha. Thank you very much. Kyle, there's three left. What do you want to pick? Uh, Metal Gear. Ah, Metal, Metal Gear Solid 2 is perhaps my favorite second entry in a series ever. Ever? As, yeah, because it does everything I'd want a sequel to do. All of the gameplay things from the first game that you think should like be improved upon, you can now aim in first person. You were at the mercy of an auto-aim in the first game. <laughs> uh, uh, you can hide guards bodies and like lockers and stuff you can crouch and move under you could do that before never mind but uh... <laughs> <laughs> fake fire fake fire we, we got it boys we got him we fucking caught him you can like jump up you can hang off of rails and stuff and that helps for getting around in a way that you couldn't do in the first game uh as far as 
they introduced this thing with the guards where you can like take their dog tags and it turns every, and that you don't have to do that. You can completely ignore that and nothing will change. Cause all it really is, is like your new game plus options. Like you collect so many dog tags. And when you beat the game, you unlock like the infinite ammo bandana and the stealth camouflage and just goodies like that for when you play uh-huh. again. And the thing is, I, I, I always play these games when I play MGS two, I go for the dog. I don't like, stress about it but i try to get them because i think it makes the game more fun because like each room becomes a puzzle because sometimes Mm. you got you gotta like maneuver your way through their patrol patterns sometimes guards will be like oh if you're gonna because the way you do it is you sneak up behind them and you point your gun at them and you'll freeze and you run in front of them and point your gun at their head and they'll like do a little shimmy and the practical application of this in this game is that outside of dog tags they also drop ammo for you when you do that but sometimes guards will be all difficult about it. They're like, oh, are you going to shoot me? Blah, blah, blah. So you got to shoot them like the lake or something. And you go all the time without a suppressor that isn't like a tranquilizer dart. So you got to like, you know, find a way to do that guy last or knock someone out before doing that one and so on. This sounds like hit, man. Yeah, <laughs> in a lot of ways. It sure it sure was like the progenitor of this kind of thing. And its commitment to detail was so good, too. Like, there were so many things for an early PS2 game. Like, there were so many, like, you could break. There were so many rooms where it had, like, plates and stuff that you could break or you could shoot melons and they would break apart. It was a lot of fun <laughs> to just be a chaotic cretin to the scenery. Chaotic. Chaotic cretin. You That's know, what they call and... me, apparently. <laughs> that, was, that was the rejected name. Yeah. And like the story story wise, this game continues to be like a postmodern immortal piece of fiction. <laughs> it, it's as relevant today, if not more so than when it came out. It's like the gaming equivalent of 1984, except it's not dreadful to experience. <laughs> yeah. The takeaway is that we should always listen to Hideo Kojima because he's always right. Yeah. Whether we want him to be or not. Exactly. Yeah. Whether we want him to be or not, he's always right. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2. Just a fantastic game all around. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Right. Second to last, let's do Silent Hill then. All right. Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 is like the inversion of that because as far as uh, gameplay is concerned it is largely the same as the first game down to how they design their bosses where you can pretty much just beat everything by running to a corner shooting them a little bit and then when they get too close run to a different corner but um, that doesn't gameplay. really matter that doesn't matter so much in a horror game because like that's like maybe a third of the battle most of the time in games like uh silent hill 2 the way it does its story in the first game it was henry mason and his daughter he was looking for his daughter cheryl Mm -hmm. who got in before the game starts there was a car crash and she went missing her body was not around so he goes hunting her down through this wacky crazy town where it's snowing in august or july i don't remember exactly so that's a pretty easy motivation to get behind and you just kind of uncover the crazy occult um, conspiracy that's going on in the town of Silent Hill and so forth. In Silent Hill 2, it's a very much more an introspective kind of story where James was not motivated to go to Silent Hill to find his 
daughter. He was motivated by a letter sent to him by his dead wife. <laughs> so that's um, perplexing to say the least. And mm-hmm. it's just a really cool examination of the guy's psyche, a really good character study. And it does a really good job at being, yeah, like it's not even necessarily scary in the way that's like, you know, like Resident Evil is like, what would you do in a situation like this? This is more like examining a person's trauma in a lot of ways. And it's really cool that way. My favorite. I love trauma. Also, the <laughs> enemy design, the enemy designs in two are so much better than the first game. Like the first game had basically like skinned birds and skinned dogs was a lot of what I remember. And then two had pyramid head, which is one of the most iconic horror enemies in video oh, game history pyramid head? Yeah. yeah two's two invented thought... pyramid head and two is the only game that pyramid head should have ever actually been in i agree i, I thought he was there since day one no no pyramid head is i don't know a lot about silent hill yeah is pyramid head is from two and all of the <laughs> oh, other yeah. enemies in two are really cool because they all look like waterlogged decayed corpses and that's like goes a lot along with the visual theme really well because everywhere in that game looks like damp and dilapidated fair enough like yeah. so, all i know is pyramid head uh there's those awful movies um, those awful movies yeah akira yamaoka's soundtrack is fantastic in that game yeah there's a dog in one of the endings yeah that's and all, yeah, and all i know is that the worst like the map if we're in dead by daylight people consider to be the worst <laughs> map in that video game so you know it's got it's got a load of things apparently everything that it just isn't actual silent hill 2 like that like anything <laughs> that's based like takes anything from silent hill 2 that isn't silent hill 2 is bad from the looks of it so there you go yeah you yeah that sounds about right <laughs> oh well Right, okay then, finally, Portal 2. I'm surprised I didn't put that on mine, to be honest. I didn't even think about that. I thought that might have been one that showed up on yours, because, like, other ones that crossed my mind while I was making this were, like, Assassin's Creed 2. And I'm yeah. like, nah, Ethan's going to talk about that. <laughs> like, I'll just leave it Read be. like a book, dude. Read like a book. <laughs> I thought about Horizon 2, but I was like, eh, that's, it seems early to be talking about that. Cause, like, Honestly, I, I, I'm surprised Melee was the only overlap we got. We got slime besides, like, over, by two overlap, and three, yeah, but... but we did choose yeah. different ones, so I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. We'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I left off Horizon because that's still relatively new. Or I would have put Somnium Files in this too, but that's really new as well. So I'm like, hey, I'll leave myself to stew on that for a while. Yeah. But Portal 2, man, another game that is basically a perfect sequel. Like, it took all of the ideas and concepts in Portal 1. And, you know, that two and a half hour to three hour game and made it a nice little several hour, you know, beat it on a Saturday kind of experience. The writing in that game is fantastic. All of the puzzles expand on your knowledge of the portals from before and add new elements like, you know, the reflective laser boxes and the light bridges and the gels. All of that stuff is Mm. super great. And GLaDOS, uh, she was funny in the first game, but I feel like she's even funnier in this one. Like all of the lines I remember from GLaDOS are from two. We both everyone in two. Wheatley's great. Wheatley Um, is great. Cave Johnson. Johnson. Cave Johnson is like my favorite thing that J.K. Simmons has ever done. (laughs) J.K. Simmons is just great in general, so that's impressive. (laughs) Yeah, there's just something about Portal Two where it's like. 
it's one of the best puzzle games ever made. It's just like it's fantastic. It's probably and then it's also the fact that ever. it's also the fact that they had a they made a co-op mode for it. And instead of just doing like the actual story in co-op, they made a whole separate campaign that's it's, just yeah, they just made a co-op. separate co-op game. It's, and it's not even like a sh- it's as long as the main game, and it's like a full-on yeah. co-op mode, and it's great. It's so cool. Yeah, Portal Two. Absolutely great. Also, like yeah, one of the coolest, great. one of the coolest ways to wrap up your game ever with the shooting the portal at the moon. Yeah, excellent stuff. <laughs> love it. It's great. Good stuff. Yeah, good one to end it on. Do love portal. Yeah, and with portal that, that is, I guess, buy the companion collection. It's available yeah. on the Switch now. Super cheap as well. It's really reasonably priced. It's like fifteen pounds or something ridiculous. Like, I bought yeah. it and I beat Portal One in a day. Like, not even a day, like an hour. The whole time that Sam was doing the time trial for that one Crash 4 level. Yes, I, I beat Portal 1 before Sam could finish a level of Crash 4. It was great. It was good fun. I don't know, if, well, I don't know what that says about Portal or Crash 4. Portal 1, in a lot of ways, was similar to, like, you know, Assassin's Creed 1, where it was mostly, like, it started life as a mod, and then it, you know... Also, I'd never played concept. Portal 1 before I'd played it this year, but I had also had played a lot of Portal 2, so you, if you have the knowledge of Portal 2, then Portal 1's puzzles are easy enough to figure yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's super easy, right. because like Portal 2 kind of starts you not quite at the end of where Portal 1's level of complexity would be, but Pretty it starts close, you... Pretty close, though, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, not going, it's not quite Doom Eternal levels of now you're in it <laughs> from the beginning, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it starts you... It doesn't start you all the way back. Fair enough. But there you go. There it is. 27 gaming sequels that we think are pretty great. Uh, let us know if we missed stuff off. We definitely <laughs> have. Uh, what are some of your favorite sequels? Let us know. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. If you made it this far, congratulations because you made it through another 3x3, three three, which was way too fucking long. Um, we started late as well, so it's 4 a.m. for me. Can you tell? I was dying near the end. Sorry, Hunter. If I seemed a bit kind of in the void. It was because I'm pretty sure that I th- I'm pretty sure a result of me going last a lot of the time, uh, com- combined with the fact that you guys haven't played a lot of what I pick for these, is that you do, it's kind of checked out towards the end. No, it's but, not you personally or anything like that. It's just the fact that it's no, no, I get it. And I was yeah. very much like, <laughs> "Hello, darkness, my old friend. Please, please let the podcast end. Please." No, I'm kidding. But no, it's been fun. Uh, like I say, check back next month when we do best third entries. <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed Three, no, uh, that's the Assassin's sixth Creed entry. Brotherhood would be a decent, yeah. decent shout though. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, uh, as always, our links are on screen right now. You can go follow us on Twitter if you want to keep up to date with everything that we do outside of the podcast. Not much at the moment, to be honest. It's just me. I'm trying literally I'm spending every free hour I have trying to finish Xenoblade and not getting anywhere. Close. Trying to finish You're and not he has trying very not hard. moved out of chapter four. How <laughs> dare you? I will finish chapter four by the weekend's end. By the time this goes up, I'll probably have finished chapter four. Because I feel like I've ran out of content in chapter four now. I feel like I very much dug the bottom of the barrel. Cow's looking at left. Imagine if that was that just chapter. all of the side content. <laughs> Like, imagine if they just open up the game and that's all the side content and there's nothing new once you progress the story. I know, right? That'd be (laughs) funny. funny. But no, I've done, like, nearly everything that you can do. I even did hero quests that apparently you should do later. I just did them now because I was high enough level. I was just like, yeah, I'll do it now. Why not? (laughs) Fuck it. Bet. Kicked up you. 
Dude, I've literally done everything. I walked around a desert. I walked around everywhere. You can't stop me. So yeah, it's all good though. Um, but hey, if you don't want to hear about me and my fucking stupid obsession to Xenoblade 3, that's cool too. You can just go and follow us on Twitter at HotGamersOnly or subscribe at youtube.com forward slash HotGamersOnly. And hey, if you don't want to look at our stupid faces, that's cool too. Just search for HotGamersOnly in your favorite podcast service like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or check the link tree at linktree slash HotGamersOnly. Links are in the description. Check us out. You can find us wherever you want us. We're basically there. Uh... On that note, I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna wrap it short. We're not gonna do a stupid long outro because I'm tired. It's been two and a half hours. We've had fun, <laughs> but I'm sick of you now. Go away. Go watch something else on YouTube. Maybe enough one of our podcasts. He's um, not sick of you, listeners. He's sick of us. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. The problem is that he has to keep bringing us back every week. Yeah, the problem was, was we were friends in episode one, and now we're just we're just doing it for the podcast. <laughs> so now we're just coworkers. <laughs> Oh, just acquaintances, you know. We we just come together every week, <laughs> sign it off. It's like it's like our version of like paying our taxes. We just do our weekly podcast and move on. <laughs> God, imagine! Imagine if that's what we did. That'd be funny. Imagine if we could do that in place of paying our taxes. That'd be great. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell! Yeah. Communities. This should be counted as community service, dude. That's the honestly. Thing. The world is being improved by this show. Anytime, if we ever get this yeah, educational, if, if we yeah. ever get put at, like if we ever get put on community service or jury duty, we should just refer them to this podcast and done. We've already done all of our community service. Here you go, hundreds, yeah. literally over a hundred hours of podcasts. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Look at the length of this Persona 5 spoiler cast. Look, look at the length of this fucking random video on gaming sequels. <laughs> two and a half hours. Uh, but no, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. We'll be back same time, same place next week for more. What is in store next week? Who knows? Okay, I better get thinking on to get There's only one work. idea in the box. We better hope I come up with another one to flip the coin on. <laughs> yeah, we better hope. Uh, but you'll have to find out next week. But until then, have an awesome week. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodaloo.